Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Signed the Traders, brought to you by Silent Podcast, where we are anything but silent. We are here uh, to go over episodes 9 and 10 on a special Saturday edition. Um, I'm your host, Katie, and I'm here with my co-host, Javier. Javier, hello. Happy Saturday. How are you? Hello, Katie. Happy Saturday. I am doing all right. Um, Ready to talk about these two episodes, I guess. (laughs) I guess I know we were just saying right before we went live that uh, we're kind of over it. We're kind of over it. Yeah, I feel like this season is ending on a whimper. It like is. we peaked and it's just been like a very slow trickle downhill. And now yeah. we're, in my opinion, we're basically at the rock bottom with this season. Like, let's wrap it up. I know. I just feel like not only did some of the players kind of. I don't know. We'll get into it, but I feel like the game came in so hot and then kind of like disappeared a little bit. We lost Javier. He's here with audio, but his video's off, but that's okay. We'll keep it. We'll keep it going. Um, and I just feel like at the end, it just not the end. But I mean, we're not at the full end, but like close to the end, the, the gameplay has kind of suffered. I think the Alliance creation kind of didn't do us any favors this season. I don't know. I don't know. What do you think it is about it that's kind of getting us to this this point? So I think it's a I think it's a multitude of things. I agree with you. I think the way that this season's been played with like the whole Peter Pals versus the Bravo Girls, and then originally it was like reality TV competitors versus the how like it's just been too many sides. I feel and less yeah. of just everyone kind of just vibing and trying to figure out who the traders are. Um, I guess for me personally as well. It's just, 
I'm I'm not gonna lie. I was rooting for. I usually root for the traders, and this season, mm-hmm. like the fact that they kind of pretty much got the traders like halfway through, it was just it's kind of been like boring to just see like no real really change in anyone's opinions on anything. It's kind of been you know like I mentioned, Peter's pals were running that gaunt like running against Dan, and then they were running against et cetera, et cetera. And it's just kind of yeah. been that same bored of me and I think that's kind of what's bored me about it what about you what do you think I totally agree with you I think ever since Dan went out and you know obviously there was already heat on Parv because of Peter's plan and obviously it sounded like there was heat on Parv before that anyway mm-hmm. then he threw out Phaedra's name so that immediately put heat on Phaedra it's just like one week after another it's like the same thing over and over again it's like Parv or Phaedra Parv or Phaedra okay Phaedra or Peter Phaedra or Peter Phaedra or Peter and it just feels like every week is almost the same story over and over again and I think the release schedule and we've talked about it has not helped matters because it feels like we've been just watching months now of Peter versus Bravo girls because of Dan's Mm -hmm. outing of Phaedra. Like there's been no switch up of the game really at all. Um, So it's just gotten a little old, you know, Um, but we'll see. We have one more episode left and our, all of our main characters that have had heat on them so far are gone as of the end of episode 10. So we have one more episode to see how things get switched up. So we'll see. John, I see in the chat, um, says, see about to downvote. John, I hope not. We're still here. We're sticking through it. We just, you know, I'm a little tired. I, I know I hype up the UK every time we talk about it, but I think they really do have the perfect release schedule of Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. They speed right through it. It's exciting throughout. I just think this one episode a week makes it feel really long, especially when the game is kind of just slowed down a little bit. Yeah. Exactly. I agree. Yeah, the yeah. release schedule has not helped it. Um, I'm no longer on the edge of my seat waiting every week. I'm like, okay, yeah. let's see what let's let's watch it. And I mean, don't get me wrong, I I still enjoy the traders as a show, and I'm gonna enjoy the I'm, I'm and I'm gonna watch the end of the show, but it's kind of ending on a whimper, and it's kind of reminded me a little bit of actually, you know, because the only other ones I've watched is Canada, and it kind of reminded me of Canada as well. I feel like Canada also peaked early and then it kind of ended on a bit of a whimper as well. But if anything, this might be a little worse for me, just because at least in Canada, I was watching Mike maneuver. And even though I wasn't rooting for Mike, at least Mike was like maneuvering the game in an interesting way. And to see him come out on top was kind of shocking for me as a viewer. And I don't think I'm going to be shocked by the ending this season. So I think that's another thing that's kind of bothering me, that I'm not going to be shocked. Yeah, you know, I think you bring up a really good point because I think whether you like him or not, and everybody knows how I feel about Mike, (laughs) he was playing the game and he was playing the game hard. Um, And, you know, in the UK this past season, we had traders who were playing the game hard. Last season of US, like Sari played the game hard, but she was a little bit more understated, but she was still playing hard. Mm -hmm. This season, it's like, you know, I love Phaedra, you know, she's my favorite trader. but she wasn't really doing too much to like get the heat off of herself. She was amazing at the round tables, but her murder not great. Her she wasn't super active in the game. So it's like we can have fun at the round tables for as much as we want. But I want to see the traders get the heat off themselves and like do something to throw other people under the bus. But it's just like pointing back and forth and not being able to really like get the heat off themselves in doing so. It just like kind of slowed it down a little bit, mm-hmm. I think. But yep. it's still been, I'm still having fun. But you're right. Yeah. I think in the beginning it was so fun and we had those first like three or four episodes yeah. must watch TV. And now it's like, all right, let's just kind of see what happens. Mm-hmm. Get? Um, so the last time we were here, we were chatting about episode eight and we ended with Kate in the dungeon. Surprise, surprise. She accepted Phaedra's, uh, Phaedra's proposal uh, or her ultimatum, I guess it was, uh, at the beginning of episode nine. Were you surprised, Javier? 
I mean, not really. Like, I, I know we we said that like Kate would be the type who might say no. Um, but at the end of the day, like, I feel like everyone who comes to this show or most of the people who come to this show do want to play the game and you're given a choice. And I think similar to when they try to recruit Peter early in the season, if Peter were given the choice of die or be a traitor, he would have said yes as well. And I think once you're given that ultimatum, I can't imagine anyone saying no, because you're just then not going to win anything. So might as well. I know it's true. I, I didn't really think that there was ever going to be a moment that Kate was going to say yeah. no, especially joining the game so late and then just being potentially killed because you didn't want to be a traitor that would be a little crazy to fly all the way out there and start so late um and phaedra says she thinks she's gonna be a crazy cool killer so we'll see um kate does tell us that she loves a dramatic cloak a VIP, a vip club knowing secrets so she's a traitor now and we find out that they're still going to murder who do you think would have been the best murder tonight i would have murdered Trishel. Yeah. Um, I think between Trishel, because they were between Trishel and Kevin, I think. And I think the best. Yeah. Wait, didn't Trishel have the shield? Trishel had the shield. So that probably would have been a little bit of a not a great mm. situation. Yeah. So I guess, I guess in the long term, I don't know. I feel like, wait, actually, let me rewind my brain because I haven't watched the episode. So I'm looking at my notes. Okay. So I feel like, because Trishel didn't say she had the shield, but she was in contention for having the shield. Yes. And knowing how Trishel plays the game, I probably wouldn't have targeted Trishel because she probably would have gone for the shield. Um, so I guess Kevin, anyone in that little Peter pal, Kevin, John, or Peter would have been the best option. Um, so any of them could go at that point. Yeah. I think, you know, Zach too in the chat says uh, that Kate was 100% the wrong choice. And I was a little bit excited about Kate or a lot of bit excited about Kate at the end of episode eight. But the more I sit on it after episode 10, I'm like, yeah, Kate probably was not the best choice. And I would have loved to have seen a CT or a Sandra, but it's okay. She is, she, we'll see what happens at the end. She's still going strong. Um, but I think we needed someone not Bravo related to be up there with Phaedra and help guide her in a more strategic position because these murders, I mean, I don't want to believe it all in Phaedra. I think Dan really started off murdering the wrong people and the people that were coming after him so it put heat on him and then mm -hmm. of course parv murdered ek and sue which incidentally put heat on phaedra even though she had nothing to do with that um i just feel like as the murders continued it was just very obvious that it was always going to be peter's crew that was going so it put a very clear target on you know the phaedras and the bravo girls and maybe having a non-bravo person up there could have said to phaedra like I know these people are after you, but like maybe let's switch it up and start like making them think differently. Because if you don't murder them and you murder an MJ, for example, maybe they'll stop thinking that it's you. But instead, they're just like knocking them off one by one by one. Yeah. I don't know. I just think the murders this season have been a little mm, not the best strategically. Yeah, I, I think you make a good point. But like, I know we started off the episode saying how the season's ending on a whimper. But I just feel like the trajectory of the season, like no matter what Phaedra would have done, she is just yeah. so like her game is just so messed up after what Dan did. And again, I'm not I know there's a lot of discourse online of people blaming Dan for ruining the game, blah, blah, blah. I'm not saying he ruined the game because he did what he had to. And I understand why he did what he did. But I just feel like Phaedra's in such a hopeless place in this game. And even if she would have recruited a Peter pal, one of them would have won the game. Then I feel yeah. like Trishel would have won or Peter would have won or John would have won, you know, because they were already so well trusted. So, but I do agree. I don't think recruiting Kate was the best person. If anything, like you said, CT or Sandra would have been a better recruit. Um, but 
my point in all this is to say that I think Phaedro still would have lost this game yeah. regardless of who she would have recruited. But it could have been better off, and then we could have seen a CT of Sandra win if they were recruited, if that makes sense. I don't think yeah. there's a way where Phaedro wins, unfortunately. Yeah, I think we would have at least seen more entertaining and exciting yeah. trader gameplay. Sure. Not that Kate's – I mean, Kate has been interesting, I guess, so far. I just – yeah, I think, unfortunately, Dan – really just dug a grave for Phaedra, pushed her in it and started throwing the dirt on top of her all in one single mm -hmm. round table. And there's really no way she could have dug herself out of that, that yeah. hole he dug for her, which right. I don't want to contribute to the discourse. We've talked about it. I do think, yes, it's part of the game that the traders go after each other, but I don't feel like Dan did it in a gaming sense. Like he just did it at the round table to just kind of like give it up i don't really i think if he wanted to stay and wanted to really play the game part was the way to go the there 100%. and instead he just screwed phaedra for no reason yeah. so mm -hmm. unfortunate unfortunately that really set the tone for the rest of the game as we continue on but anyway um kate does talk to phaedra a little bit she's asking her some questions about you know like were you the first or were you recruited and she says that to start it was just her and dan and she tells Kate, that Dan being alone up there, Dan was like eating dry Melba toast without butter or jam or anything. <laughs> so, and she's also been dragging Dan into some exit press. I don't know if you've seen any of it I online. Um, yeah, she's not a fan of that man. But there was a picture of them after the reunion standing next to each other. So maybe they squashed it at the reunion. Who knows? But at the time, she was not a fan. Um, Phaedra asked Kate what the plan is and what she wants to do. And Kate in the confessional is like, um, you've been a trader this entire time, so how do you not have a plan? Which is part of the problem, I think. Exactly. Here with game. Yeah. Yeah. I wrote that down too. I was like, this is exactly the issue. And Kate is 100% right. Like, you've been here forever. You should have some kind of idea where you want to go with this game. Instead, you're asking Kate, who not only came in the show halfway through, but right. then joined the traders almost at the end of the game. What does she want to do? And, and hasn't even had a second to like, think about yeah. it because she's just became a traitor yeah this this for me i was like Ugh, phaedra we really need you to like take a more active offensive position here and it's just not yeah. happening unfortunately um kate does say kevin is pretty annoying and she also gives us uh that peter's putting the dick in dictator which we love that from her um but they go back and forth peter might have the shield phaedra thinks which obviously we know trishel has a shield um Trishel is also an option and Phaedra says that she should throw her notebook away with her funny little hats, which I loved. Cause like, really what is Trishel doing with the yeah. fits here? I agree. I mean, as someone who has been slaying in Phaedra, Trishel has, I don't think she's been slaying the way Phaedra has. I have some thoughts about her episode 10 outfit, but we'll get there when we get there. <laughs> um, so the final two options are Trishel or Kevin. Obviously they went the right direction with Kevin only because Trishel had the shield, but at the end of episode eight, Kevin was saying that he doesn't trust Peter anymore because of the stunt he pulled with Parv. And I really was hoping that we would have gotten a little bit of Kevin turning against the Peter pals. And we were yeah. a little bit robbed of that, unfortunately. Yeah, I agree. I was like, I can't believe I live in a world where I wanted Kevin to stay in the game to switch it <laughs> I up. I know. I was like shocked when that was like what I was looking forward to. So I was definitely sad to see who they ended up murdering. Yeah, me too. Also, I'm just done with Trishel. Like I can't anymore. Listen, I can't. I genuinely, if you listen to this podcast, I've been done since the peppermint thing. And that yes. was literally the first episode battle. one. Yeah. Ugh. So me and Trishel are not on good terms in terms of watching this show and enjoying her yeah. on the traders. Yeah. No, she's not. She's not for us here on sign the traders. Yeah, exactly. That's for sure. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so we go to breakfast. 
Sandra and Kate are the first two in breakfast. And Kate is kind of like, ooh, I'm stressing here. I don't really, I barely got a chance to digest the fact that I'm a traitor. And now I'm trying to like make sure I don't act weird. Um, they're chatting a little bit about how weird Peter is. CT comes in and, and also is like, Kate, you called it. Peter is, he's doing too much. I don't know what his deal is with, in the game. He's, it's one thing to think like a traitor. It's the other thing to play the game like a traitor. So Peter's getting some heat here, obviously. Um, then comes Peter along with MJ. And MJ immediately is like, Kate, are you good? Like the light in your face has yeah. gone. And I'm like, okay, MJ is like a savant at this game. Apparently, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, why are you going out, Kate? Like, relax. Let, let Kate, let Kate like ease into her new role. Come on, MJ. I know. And I'm like, you know, if I wonder what would have happened if MJ didn't take a back seat after she called out Dan. Because she was, her and Larsa were the first ones to call out Dan and they were right. And then she's calling out Kate immediately. I just wonder like if she took more of an active role instead of kind of moving to the back seat a little bit, how she could have maneuvered in the game. Because yeah. I feel like she's better than anyone's really giving her credit for. Mm -hmm. I agree. I, I, I agree. I wish that, especially after, by the end of episode 10, I'm like shocked to see like MJ again kind of become like the main character a little bit. Yeah. Or, like an important character. I don't know main, but like, you know, she, she she started off, like you said, strong. She kind of fell to the wayside and now, and then she started to again pick it up. So yeah, I agree. I, I think I would have loved to see a bit more of MJ actually and see how she mm -hmm. maneuvered the game. Um, but I guess the whole Peter Powell situation, I, I really feel like that overshadowed anyone else's ability to play the game for some time. <sighs> I think so too, which is just so, <laughs> so unfortunate. I think we've learned this season that the traders played as a heavy alliance game is like yeah. just not super fun to watch. Big no. Yeah, big Please. no. Yeah. Um, Sheree comes in and then we only have John, Phaedra, Trishelle, and Kevin left to go. And Sandra really kills me in this episode, but especially episode 10 where she's like, that's a girl knock. No, oh, that's yeah. a guy knock. That's a dude knock. And and she is so egregious with it in episode 10 that it like really is so funny, but she does it this episode too. I'm just like, Sandra, okay, we get it. It's just, I don't yeah. know. She's really just cracks me up. Um, Trishelle comes in. Peter's dead. Uh, Peter's dead. Sorry. Wishful thinking. Kevin's dead. Rest mm -hmm. in peace, Kevin. Um, Any final thoughts for Kevin? I would have surprisingly wanted to see more of Kevin because he was about to maybe change the game up, question mark. So I know. Uh, I know. Uh, I feel like he barely even got a send off. He They gave him the letter. He was just like, well, well, you know, can I keep this? It's like a yeah. dope. And then um, John didn't even want to give him a speech. John gives everybody a speech and he didn't even want to give yeah. Kevin a speech. He was just like, well, bless him. And everybody and started laughing. Voice, so very interesting. I know. Well, I guess he never in the beginning of the season he didn't really like Kevin. If you remember at the roundtables, he was like, yeah, "I don't like true. you," whatever. So I guess they were just convenient as together out of convenience instead of actual yeah. friendship. So, well, shout out to Kevin. Um, Peter, we do hear in the confessionals at this point that he's just feeling the heat. His side of the house is dwindling, and to this, I say, you are the one who created this problem for yourself because you split the house up into sides to begin with. You mm -hmm. are the one who made this alliance and locked people out of rooms and didn't let people in on conversation. So of course, whether or not Phaedra is the traitor, which obviously she is, people are going to target, no matter who the traitor is, they're going to target you guys anyway, because it's just like you guys are egregiously together. So why keep mm -hmm. anybody is smart, would be smart enough to know, like as Sandra pointed out in one of the last episodes, it's a numbers game and they 
we can't let these people have the numbers. So Peter, that's, that's on you. That's on you, boo. Yeah. Yeah. They had it coming for them. Um, we've talked about this, I think before, but yeah, the, their social game amongst themselves is fine, I guess, but their mm -hmm. social game amongst the rest of the house has been so poor that it was yeah. just a matter of time before people would have just gotten like sick of it, regardless of whether you're right or not, we're sick of it. Exactly. Exactly. Um, Prior to the breakfast, we do see Peter and Kate walking down the hallway and they're having a conversation about like, what's harder? This is The Bachelor. And he says that Bachelor is a billion times more stressful than this, which I agree with. I mean, I don't know. Obviously, I've never played either, but I'm like, mm, you can see that being true. But I thought that was interesting. Um, and we do see Phaedra, CT, and Trishel chatting in the kitchen. And CT is putting a lot of heat on Peter here to Trishel. And he's basically just like, keep your mind open. He's suspicious. Like... He plays a lot of games. He's making deals. He's acting shady. And Trishelle is like not having it. She she truly believes that Peter is a faithful. Um, you know, I think obviously that crew is just so tight that it's hard to infiltrate the way that they're thinking. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, at least it was nice to see CT try a little, but. Yeah, he was activated that. a little bit in this yeah. uh, in this episode. Um Actually, he's he was really activated in this. This is the most active I feel like we've seen CT so far mm -hmm. in this whole episode. Um, after this conversation, Trishel does go grab John. And John is like, we have to, me, you, and Peter have to be locked in. It's just the three of us now. And we have to get two people to flip. Otherwise, we're totally doomed. Which I actually didn't mind this conversation. Like, I think these types of strategy discussions are interesting where they're trying to work out the votes and the numbers. Um, so like we have to figure out who's going to be able, who we can sway here to get on our side. We need five votes, which I always like a numbers discussion. Um, so mm -hmm. I thought that was interesting to watch, even though I'm not on their side, obviously. Um, and while that's happening, Phaedra's chatting to the ladies about Peter's behavior. And she says, you know, he's had to deal with Dan. He's had to deal with Parv. And he's been influential, but he plays like a traitor. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I think that's a great point. And I'm glad that Phaedra brought that up at least um, because, you know, it's true when like Peter is clearly the leader of that group. And in the game, like the traitors, when you are leading so many people, it makes you look traitorous because it's like, why do you have so much influence? So even though, of course, we know Peter's a faithful, his gameplay could, I think, could come off as someone who is a traitor. And I'm glad that Faye just tr trying to use that to target him. Yeah, I feel like she brought up a lot of good points here. And I just think that the way that Peter has played thus far of really partnering, trying to partner with Parv or cut deals with the traitors, like that, with the way that everybody else is playing the game, it. I think there's a place for that, but obviously in this game with the way everybody else is playing, it's just only going to make you look suspicious, especially when you're like, I'm the most, I'm a faithful till the end. Yeah. And if I ever hear I'm a faithful to the end again, I'm going to jump off the roof of my building because I just can't, like, I can't take it anymore. And hopefully that means we'll never have to hear it again, given what happens at the end of this ep or at the beginning of the next episode, I guess. Um, but I can't take it anymore. Faithful to the end. I never want to hear it again. No one ever say it again. Um, we do see Peter grab CT and he's like, where are you leaning on your boat? And CT is like, honestly, you. And then he's just, they go at it a little bit. And Peter is like yeah. so frustrated here. And I'm like, yeah. be frustrated with yourself, man. Like this is on you. You are, um, you are messy, 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 messy. Um, and I don't know. I just love to see CT get like irritated or actually like lean into his opinion. Cause he's been taking a backseat a little bit this mm -hmm. whole season. Yeah, I, I enjoyed that conversation. And it was nice to see Peter get defensive 
Um, because mm-hmm. I feel like that put a bigger target on his back. Um, so yeah, I'm glad that someone is pressing Peter finally. Yes, I agree. I agree. Um, I yeah, I, I thought this back and forth was interesting. CT was just like, I don't believe anything you say. It's smoke and mirrors, parlor tricks, booby traps. You're not consistent. And I was like, yes, yes. Tell him. Keep it. Go down the list. Go down the yes. list. Um, anything else before we get to our mission? Um, the only thing I want to say is, I don't know if this happened before after the mission, but I haven't, I might have not just taken any notes on the mission, but this Kate had a really funny line in the confessional. She goes, lightning's going to strike me down. Not because I'm a whore, but because I'm a oh, Yes, <laughs> Yes, that was before. I was rolling. I thought that was so funny and it was a great one liner from Kate. Um, yeah, Kate's so, so funny. I, really, I just wanted to mention that because it was yeah. really funny to me. That was a good one. I didn't write that down, but she was very funny about going to the church because that's where our mission is taking place. It's yes. taking place in a church. Um, but yeah, she she was definitely very funny um, with that. They do go to church with the mission. Um, basically, everyone's name is written in a stained glass pane, uh, and there's a crossbow. And each player is going to take turns shooting at each glass pane with a crossbow um, to break the glass. When they break the glass, that means that that person is not eligible for a shield. And then they can move on to the next person. Last person standing whose name has not been broken will get a shield. But every shot they miss, they lose $250. So they want to be accurate. They want to make sure they're making every shot count because they're starting with $25,000 and each miss is $250 removed from the pot. This was kind of a fun one. Um, You know, it wasn't like... Yeah, it wasn't super strategic, but there was some strategy involved. It wasn't mm-hmm. super physical, but it was like I don't know. I thought this one was kind of fun. Yeah, yeah, I, I think I agree that there, it was it was kind of fun, especially just to see the strategy that they came up with and the fact that it came from Phaedra again. Yes, Phaedra for I know. This, like turning on the strategy for how we can successfully do this because they lost a lot of money at, for like the first few rounds. I was like, damn, this is gonna go on forever. Yes. Yes, this was a mess. They have a lot of issues breaking the names. I think she, who did she start off with? With John um, is the first person that she goes for. And they had this same um, mission in the UK and the UK team had the exact same issues with aiming the crossbow. It was like Mm. the exact same thing happened. And then someone did the exact same thing and came up with, if we just leave it here and we just like inch it, then we can do it. Yeah. Um, So they, they also came to the same conclusion, but I was, I was very happy that Phaedra was the one who came up with the aiming strategy. Mm -hmm. Um, So basically she was just like, if we just leave it in the spot where it is and just go like, I don't know if they were saying like right or left or up and down to me, I was a little confused anyway. Cause I'm like, we still have to move it. I don't know, Mm -hmm. whatever. But, um, and she ended up, did she end up? No. So who broke the first glass? I don't, I don't think I wrote that down, but she got really close. And then the next Mm -hmm. person who did it just like inched it. I think MJ was the first one, um, ended up hitting Sheree's glass, I think. So, um, good for them. And then they're like plowing through, but for some reason when they get to CT, they can't break CT's glass. Mm -hmm. And then we see the, the whole like drama with Funny, Phaedra comes up with this strategy of, oh, let's shoot in a left to right. But then Phaedra also breaks the strategy because they get to the point where most of the window panes are broken on like the middle row. And then in one of the corners, Trishel's is alone. And instead of going for the last row, um, Phaedra aims at Trishel's. And then that causes a lot of suspicion on Phaedra from actually, I think from CT also. I think CT gets suspicious of Phaedra at this moment. So 
I was like, damn, Phaedra, you came up with the plan and then you kind of ruined the plan. So what's going on here? Yeah, this is a little rough. So the weird thing is, is that Sandra is the one who said, I think we need to switch it up and go for yeah. Trishel. So Phaedra did it. Um, but it does, I mean, it is suspicious because the way that it was laid out was like three rows of three. CT mm -hmm. was in the top corner and Trishel's was on the opposite bottom yeah. corner. And they were just, I think they lost like $2,000 shooting CTs. They couldn't get him for whatever reason. And Sandra's mm -hmm. like, he's a vampire. He's not going to die. I'm going to move it. But San sorry, Phaedra said that. But Sandra is the one who told her to move it to Trishel, mm -hmm. which we don't really get a lot of explanation for. Like, why wouldn't they just move it over to John, who's in the same row? Um, so I don't disagree that the strategy didn't really make sense. But Phaedra went with it. She moved it. She didn't hit it, but whoever went next did hit trishel um and trishel's pissed well trishel also feels like she deserves every single shield in the game so that's one thing which is by the way insane because one of the main reasons janelle was targeted early on was yes because she wanted all the shields but trishel can want trishel and peter can want every shield every in the shield. game and win a lot of them and not get targeted so yeah. what's going on here and not only do they not get targeted, they get like pissed off when they don't have the opportunity to get the shield. But like, why are you, why are you guys so entitled to get every single mm -hmm. shield and not anybody else? It does not make any sense. Yeah. So yeah, whenever I see anyone with like this, um, like this feeling that they deserve a shield, I get like annoyed because you know, like whoever wins a shield wins a shield, and that's yeah. why, I like, you know, I, it actually comes up in episode ten when they're competing for a shield. Someone says that. Oh, like I've never had a shield, but you don't see me gunning for it all the time. And it's like, right. whatever. If I get a shield, I get it. If I don't, I don't. And I feel like that's how kind of how the shield should be played. If you're going to use it as strategy to target someone, fine. If everyone wants to go for the shields, great. But you cannot target someone like Janelle early on because she's going for the shield and then do the same and then expect the same, then expect a different result. So I just don't like, I kind of, I guess the hypocrisy of it from Peter and Trishel is kind of right. what annoyed me. Right, I know. And the main argument against Janelle was like, either you're a traitor or you're a selfish faithful. Selfish, and we don't want to yeah. play with the selfish faithful. When Trishel and Peter are, Peter of all is the most selfish faithful because of the way that he like flipped it up and worked with Parv and was trying to cut mm -hmm. deals and whatever. But like, no one, Kate does say like, you're a traitor to the faithfuls, even if you are a faithful. But like, no one calls him out for how selfish he is or Trishel, how selfish she is for getting the shield. So yeah, it's frustrating. It's super frustrating. Um, but oh well, Trishel, you're out. Um, and it's between CT and John, and CT ends up getting the shield, and our castle daddy is safe until tomorrow. Yay. Um, what did you think overall about this? Did you feel like I mean CT gave such a look to Sandra and um Phaedra okay. when they came up with that? Um, with that strategy, how did you feel leaving the mission? Did you feel like, okay, we're, we're in trouble here, us Phaedra fans? Yeah, literally, that's exactly how I left. I was like, oh, damn, CT is now given a reason to kind of be suspicious of Phaedra. So yeah. he'll be more likely to listen to Peter and his, and his little gang. And um, yeah, I, I was definitely starting to feel even more heat for Phaedra at this moment. What about you? Yeah, same. I mean, I think at this point we're gearing up we are at least it was very clear we're gearing up for a Phaedra versus Peter roundtable, mm -hmm. um, which, you know, there's not a ton of options at this point, but it again, it's like, OK, every week we're going for Phaedra every week. Peter's going to have to defend himself. It's kind of like, all mm -hmm. right, well, let's let's just keep it moving. Let's keep it moving. Yeah. Um, Trishel's in the car on the way back. She's complaining, of course, about Phaedra's move to Shrey and Peter in the car. Um, we get back to the 
castle and Phaedra's like, ooh, dirty mac and cheese. What's that? And then everybody's talking about this mac and cheese. And do you know what dirty mac and cheese is? Because I would like to know. I've never heard of it before. I don't, but I, I love mac and cheese. So whatever this dirty mac and cheese is, it sounds like it's probably t amazing. Why like why do they all know about it? Like, what is this? I know. What's the I mean, it looked delicious. I know. We should yeah. Google it. I'm sure it's it must be a thing. It's got to be a thing. And if I think Scotland, I'm not thinking like, oh, they have the best yeah, mac that's, and cheese. Yeah, exactly. I'm not thinking right? like Scotland has amazing mac. Like, what? Yeah, I know. Um, I was Trishel couldn't eat it because she can't have dairy. But I'm like, you know, there's pills for that girl. <laughs> just take a pill. Um, but Trichelle and Peter talk in the kitchen with John, and they think Peter's going up for banishment, and they're trying to figure out who can be swayed of this from this group away from voting for Peter. So they bring in Sandra. They're Peter's like every time Peter defends himself, it just is so frustrating because he's like, I mean, there's so much evidence that it's not me, that it's like crazy. You guys are even thinking that. Yeah. And I'm like, Okay, I don't think that's helping your case, really. I don't know. It just feels like such a rehearsed, like, well, there's so much evidence. Like, I can, like, recite the evidence that it's not me. So, obviously, we know it's not him. But just the way that he approaches it, I, I feel like makes him sound a little suspicious. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I just feel like, yeah, Peter just has done a lot of things that would make me suspicious of him in this game. Um, and, you know... He, Honestly, I feel like Peter just overplayed, and that's yeah. kind of why he ends up where he ends up by the end of this episode. And I literally don't think he has anyone else to blame but himself. Like, mm -hmm. Peter just overplayed. I totally agree. Totally agree. Um, Phaedra, uh, sorry, Sandra is basically like, I'm going to listen to what you have to say at the roundtable, and I think I'm going to know how I'm going to vote, like, the second that you start talking so she leaves and she goes and she's in the breakfast room talking about i guess it's the dining room technically talking about uh talking to um kate and phaedra and i think sheree is in there mj it's all the girls um minus trichelle and they hatch a plan to, to have peter pull out phaedra and go have a conversation with her so trichelle can go talk to the girls to try and flip mj or sandra or whoever to vote against Phaedra tonight instead of voting for Peter. So this is actually pretty funny. Peter takes her into the room that's like right next to the dining room and both Kate and Sandra are eavesdropping to hear what he has to say. And like, this is just clearly not working. And he's also not even saying anything. He's just like, you know, I don't want to think it's you. I don't want it to be you, but I like can't help but think that it is you. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> so the, 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 the thing with like... Peter Powell's is like the moves that they do are actually kind of smart. Yeah. But there's just, I, I can't get over the fact that I just don't like these people. Yeah. And it's just hard for me to even like give them props. So this is me trying to give them props because it is a smart plan, but it's yeah. just like, I just don't like these like Peter and Trichelle running this game. It just doesn't do it for me. I, I agree. I agree. And even John, like, you know, we've talked about we enjoy John, but like the fact yeah. that he's just with this group, is just like, mm, okay, John, you can go mm -hmm. too. Um, but she's continuing to push the girl. Well, everyone's like, Kate, you're going to get caught. And Trishel comes in and I feel like Kate does such a slick like move like she's just looking up at the photo wall. And I just I think I thought she handled that really like she was very smooth here. Um, but she comes in and she's just basically pushing to the girls. Um you know, that it's Phaedra. She brings up what happened at the mission. And Kate is like rebutting a little bit and was like, well, what about what Peter did last night with Parv? Like that is also really suspicious. And Kate tells us in a confessional, like, I obviously know Peter is not a faithful, but I do not want P Peter to get 
to the end. Um, mm -hmm. oh, I'm sorry, Peter is not a traitor, but I don't want him to get to the end. Like he's not a faithful I want at the end game, which is very smart. Like you don't want someone like Peter or Trishel mm -hmm. to be fair at the end game if you're a traitor. Yeah, I agree. That was that was a good um read from Kate. Yeah, I, I think so too. Um Trishel basically is like, you guys have blind loyalty to Phaedra. And MJ was like, whoa, no, we don't. Like, that's not the situation. We want to get the traders out just as much as you. Like, I'm going in with an open mind at every round table. And Trishel's like, oh, I really appreciate you saying that. Like, I really appreciate that. Trishel. I know. <sighs> I know. Um, CT is in the kitchen and he's just kind of like mulling over what happened during the day. And he is not feeling great about what happened at the mission today. And he's like, I think Sandra and Phaedra are traitors and they wanted to make sure that Trishel couldn't get the shield so they could murder her tonight. Um, Phaedra's a friend. She's been good to him. So he feels like this is a really shitty position for himself to be in. Um, but he goes to talk to Trishel before the round table and he tells her, you know, she's already thinking this, obviously, about Phaedra, but he tells her about Sandra and um, she's like, I believe you about Sandra, but let's just keep it. I don't want to say anything tonight. Let's go for Phaedra. So CT mm -hmm. is flipped at this point. They did flip CT. Um, I think if anyone was going to be flipped from that side, it is CT. Yeah. So I wasn't like that shocked that they flipped CT, um, but I was disappointed. I was disappointed. That's Phaedra's castle daddy. Come on. I know. I know. That was sad. Um. CT tells us in a confessional that he doesn't want to cut deals with the traders or play games with them, that they should just be gone out of the castle. And to this, I say, CT, it's better to have the traitor you know at the end than the traitor you don't know at the end. Because I think no matter what, I mean, I've never seen a traitor season where they get the traitors out before the final. So to me, no matter what, there's going to be a traitor there that you're going to have to vote out at the end. Don't you want it to be Phaedra, who you know is a traitor, and that gives you the better chance to win instead of a random that you have no suspicions on? Sure. I don't know. You're so close. You are so close to the end at this point. It's like, you may as well. I mean, there's no way, no way Phaedra's winning this game no matter what. Mm -hmm. But you may as well take her to the end so you at least have a good chance to at least know who you're voting out. Yeah, I agree. I think... We see a little talks of that when we get to episode 10 as well. We do. Someone who is a known traitor to the end. Yeah. Um, which which I, th I do think can be a smart tr play if you can get that person on your side. You know, if someone like, mm -hmm. I understand for Peter and Trishel and that gang, they don't want Phaedra at, at the end because Phaedra is picking them right. off one by one. But for someone like a CT who is so close to Phaedra, I think it would be, it's a possibly very smart move to take Phaedra to. Yes. I think Phaedra, Sandra, Sheree are given. Uh, Phaedra would want them at the end no matter what so yeah. all of them I think would be safe keeping Phaedra around but of course it gets to a position where it's like okay Phaedra's name has come up every single round table like we're gonna have to vote her eventually unfortunately I think we saw that exact happen exact situation happen in episode 10 but we're on our way to the round table for episode 9 <laughs> so we'll start there and we're gearing up for war here at this round table this is a hot round table Love this heat. was this was a, I actually did enjoy this round table. Yes. Again, we got a masterful performance from Phaedra. We sure did. <laughs> One we thing sure about did. Phaedra, sans episode 10, <laughs> she yeah. is going to eat up a round table and this one was no different. So I, I'm ready to get into it. 
I know. And I, we have seen the clip of this round table in the trailer since before the season. And I feel like it just delivered in a, in a way I didn't think it could. I like, we saw it. So I was like, all right, we already know it's coming, but just seeing yeah. it actually happen just gave me life. I didn't know that I had to, to receive. <laughs> um, but John starts us off. He says, this is a pivotal moment in the game. It's a turning point. And then he calls out Phaedra. He says, although you're a magnificent person, you are a traitor. And then he goes on to lay out the evidence that both traitors named her as a traitor when they were banished. Um, and he says, it's important to try and find the traitors, but your approach is to avoid error. And you're a fly low Phaedra, non-committal by day and fatal under the cover of darkness. It's a lot of words from John here. Um, and he Hello. says, if my attempt tonight to banish is unsuccessful, I won't be here tomorrow. Sorry. Yeah, no, I was gonna say, yeah, we got like a whole he he thought he was back at parliament, like he, he, sure he was did. giving someone to like get to support his bill or whatever, however the British yeah. works. <laughs> That's the vibes I was giving from John. Yeah, he was giving filibuster for sure. Um <laughs> yeah, for sure. And Phaedra is like, well, you speak very eloquently, and this is not parliament, so why don't you bring it down a notch and get to the point? Which I thought was very funny. Amazing. I wrote yes. that line down. It was just so good. Yeah, so good. Um, and then she actually, you know, for all of Phaedra's faults and how she murders and how she acts maybe outside of the round table, she gives such good rebuttal. I mean, she is a lawyer, so she is, you know, trained in some way to kind of have rebuttals like this. But like, she always has something to say back that is like, mm -hmm. you know, that's a great point. Oh, yeah. Good, okay, good point. Where she says, what the true traitors had in common were that both of them were in collusion with your boy Peter. So why aren't we talking? What well, if you're such a traitor hunter? Why aren't we talking about that? And mm -hmm. then she says, he likes me so much that he wants to now wants to work with me, which like he didn't really say, but he was like, oh yeah, are we working together now? As a joke. Um, and then he says, she says, you have these closed door meetings. You say, leave the room. We'll talk later. Blah blah. blah. And then Peter gets a little activated um and says there's nothing wrong with wanting to have private conversations in a game called traitors it's like well no one else no one else does that really exactly peter um she says you can play all of these all of these things plant this here plant this here i'm a true faithful what you might have forgot peter is this is not the bachelor and i don't have to kiss your ass for a rose um which i'm seeing and seeing <laughs> And scene. Peter is pissed. He's pissed. Yeah, oh, she also calls him selfish. She says he he's playing a me, me, me game and he's he's playing mm -hmm. selfishly. Um yeah, and he's pissed. Yeah, you can visibly see Peter's fuming, and I'm just living for the whole moment. Like good put like keep going for Peter, Phaedra. I love this. Um, so I I really enjoyed this moment. Um, so I was really happy. <laughs> I loved it too, and I love like when you see people who are so self-righteous in the game or in any game where they can dish it, but then as soon as it comes back to them, they're like, you know, I liked you up until like right now when you, you said that, because that's what he said. He was like, you know, I really liked you actually until like just now those words that you had for me. It's like, bro, it's a game. Let's relax. First of all. And second of all, you've been acting like this is your castle and everybody else is just like on borrowed time until you decide that they're going to leave exactly. the house and now it's flipping on you and you can't handle it you can't handle the heat yeah you're you're 100 right the whole the whole concept of what you just said you put it perfectly like he acts like he can control every of like a, a banishment and it's, that's just not how this is going to work sir like people are eventually going to be done with your shit so yeah exactly and they're done 
with his shit. Um, he says that he turned down your letter and she's like, I don't even know what you're talking about with a letter. Seemed like no one really cared what he said about this, which I thought was like, no one was like, hold on. What are you talking about your letter? No one questioned it. Yeah. I, I think, wait, but didn't Peter say that he was, they tried to recruit him? Oh, maybe he said it in episode eight, actually. Yeah. I think he, he like, so that's why Phaedra um, brought it up. Good point. That's a good point. Um, CT, though, draws the glass panes on his little chalkboard and says to Phaedra, like, why wouldn't you move just over to the middle instead of going all the way down diagonally? And then Trishel is like, yes, <laughs> yes. And she's like, she takes the thing and she's like, you didn't want me to get shit. And she just goes and goes and goes. And Phaedra's like, Trishel. And she's like, let me finish. Let me finish. And I just like, I'm so done with Trishel, I can't take it anymore. I can't take it anymore. She doesn't even let Phaedra get a word in. Doesn't even let yeah. her get a word in. Like Trish the only way to describe Trishel, I'm sorry, is like she's like grading. Like, please yes. just stop talking. Like, Ugh. just stop making everything. She is the. I just, I can't believe the way that these people would talk about Janelle being selfish. But I genuinely I feel know. like Trishel is cut from the same cloth. I'm not saying Janelle's not selfish. It is what it is. Janelle's selfish. She's played a lot of her games like this. She likes to win competitions. She likes these things. But it's just, Trishel is literally playing the same game in terms of always wanting to be, you know, have the shield. And Trishel's also playing a very selfish game. So, oh, yeah. This, and it's just annoying to know that, you know, she targeted someone for that reason to now see her be play the same game and not get any heat for it. It just really irks me. <laughs> It, it irks me too. And you bring up, I, I'm glad you mentioned that about Janelle because I hadn't been thinking that, but you're so, you are a thousand percent right. Is that it just makes no sense that they would have targeted Janelle at that point. Although I don't think Trishel voted for her. I think she voted for Dan maybe at that point, but still like just the fact that not everybody else is like Trishel, you don't yeah, deserve every exactly. single fucking shield. Like stop talking about it. It's not mm -hmm. your, it's not called Trishel's shield. It's like the shield. It's up for anybody. It's not for you every time. Um, and I kind of would have liked to hear, I don't know if it came up at the round table or not, but someone say like Sandra actually came up with that plan, not Phaedra. Like, I don't know why someone didn't say like Sandra said to do it. So that's why Phaedra did it. Didn't, didn't seem to come up. Um, but it did start with Sandra, like it originated there. So I, I don't know why we didn't hear more about that, but, um, yeah, I don't know. This whole thing was, um, just very annoying. Trishelle is like, you grading is the perfect word. She's like, one of those little yappy dogs that like, and I love dogs, but like, she's like one of those like little puppies that just like bark, 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 bark or like nips at you. And you're like, yeah. okay, as much as I love dogs, like I hate this dog. Like that's like, she's like no, one of the dogs off. that you can't no, see. Yeah. Like just back off with this dog. Yeah. She's just put her outside. Just put the dog outside, get some energy out, go run around. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That's how I feel about her. Um, we get to the vote. Oh, well, Peter actually is talking a little bit more. Um, about um about all of the evidence that he has and he starts talking about the Bergie murder and i don't know this to me it feels like if if i'm a faithful and i'm like okay could it be peter could it be phaedra to me i feel like i would think okay peter set this whole thing up because he's a trait or he got recruited and then knew what was going to happen. Or like, it was all set up because he knew exactly. Like, I almost feel like he's saying so much about it that he like set it up on purpose to clear himself. Like that's almost what it feels like is that he put all this evidence in place to use it, which obviously is not the case, but I just feel like he's saying so much about it that it just feels like 
it's almost making it too suspicious because he keeps bringing it up. Like, mm-hmm. let other people bring it up. Yeah, yeah. I hadn't even thought about it that way, but you're right. I don't know. It just feels like he put all these things in place to clear his name when, I mean, granted, he is a faithful, but like, I don't know. I just feel like without knowing that, I, I would have been probably suspicious of him because mm-hmm. um, that's more concrete than anything anyone has on Phaedra other than Dan bringing up her name and saying, I'm going to feed you a traitor tonight and yeah. then puts her out there out of nowhere. Um, We get to the boats. MJ stressing out she's like i don't know like I, I i don't really know what to do i don't trust peter but like it could be phaedra i don't really know um phaedra votes first she votes for peter sandra votes for peter and she said you feed me whatever you want to believe but it ends up being the opposite from whatever's being said here so like i just don't you know i don't trust you i think you're a traitor peter and john vote for phaedra trishel votes for phaedra the twist here is that CT votes for Phaedra, um, which is a little rough for our girl. She must be heartbroken. Um, Sheree votes Peter, and she says that she doesn't know if she believes that he turned down the recruitment. And Kate votes Peter and says, I can't believe or trust you. So we have a tie at this point, and MJ is the deciding vote. And then we see her little mini handwriting start to flip around, and then the episode ends, and we don't find out for a week who she votes for. And I was, when I tell you I was fuming, Javier, I was fuming. I was fuming. Oh my God. I was so heated. I was like, please just announce it. Like, and I feel like the fact that they did that to me, it kind of threw me off. It made me think that Phaedra was going to be voted out. Me too. Because why why else would they do that? Yeah. Like if it's Peter, fine. Get Peter out. Like whatever. The. Anybody that edits a reality TV show or puts a storyboard together for a reality TV show, please listen to us and say nobody ever likes a cliffhanger. If you're on The Real Housewives and we get it to be continued, I don't want it. If we're on the challenge and we don't see the elimination, I don't want it. If we're we're in Big Brother and we don't get to see the veto or the HOH competition, I don't want it. Like, Mm -hmm. give us the end of The Bachelor used to do this too. They went through a phase where they didn't show us the rose ceremony at the end of the episode. We don't want this. We know how the episode is supposed to end. Give us the natural end so that we can pick back up at the beginning and start fresh next week. But especially Mm -hmm. when we have to end and then wait a week for another episode for the traders. Come on. Especially this late in the game. Like, we don't want a fucking cliffhanger. Don't do this to us. Yeah. That cliffhanger annoyed the hell out of me. Oh, well, I tried to go back. I don't know. I feel like everybody in the world tried to go back and like look at what it said, but her handwriting is so small that it was like impossible to see. But there were spoilers on the internet. If I don't know if you saw them, but there oh, were there were photos. They spoiled their own show because there were photos from the next episode that were out with Phaedra jumping on to the wood from the mission. Oh, wow, yeah. And everyone's like, well, this mission hasn't happened yet. So clearly Phaedra is still here. So it's like, why do that? If you're going to put out a coming attraction with images of her in the next episode, it doesn't make any sense. They uh, spoil their own show. Shout out the producers. Way <laughs> to go. Mark. I have also heard, and I have not seen, but I heard that there's photos out there from the final five at the fire or something like that, or the last round or something like that. Oh. Um because it was in the preview. So I haven't seen them. If anybody's seen them in the chat, don't don't spoil it. But I know that there are some spoilers mm. out there because of their own messiness. Oh, yeah. I hope they better clean it up like yeah. for the next clean season. I know. They have some cleaning up to do. They definitely cleaned it up from season one, but I think they have some more cleaning up to do mm-hmm. when we get into season three. 
Anything else to say about episode nine before we jump over? To, it feels like a continuation of the same episode, really. Yeah. All right. Um, we have Palaver Girl. I don't know. I'm not. I may not. I may be mispronouncing your name, but I apologize. But they say someone needs to say it. To Trishel's a Karen. The whining for shields are being targeted. Then she gunned for people with zero proof. She has the same idiotic gut feeling, and she, and she got peppermint out. Say it again. Say it again. I'm sorry if I mispronounce your name, but we agree. We agree. You said what you said, and what you yeah. said is a fact. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, all right. Well, with that, we'll jump to episode 10. Um, and we pick right back up where we left off, uh, waiting a week in between. MJ flips her vote, and she flips it over, and it's a little teeny tiny handwriting, says Peter. And she said she felt like there was more evidence going in, in his direction than the other direction. Bye, Peter. Yep. That excited me. Um, again, not that I thought that this was an end well for Phaedra regardless, but it did excite me to see Phaedra outlast Peter at least. Mm. And, you know, I'm going to say, I'm going to be honest, like I've become a real Peter hater. So oh, yeah. just to see Peter lose has been, was very rewarding to me. Um, and it sucks though. I'm not, as, as we finish up, we're talking about Peter and now that he's gone from the show, Obviously, Peter was arguably the most important player of the season up until this point. He had so much influence. He did make some good moves. But again, if just the way that he went about his moves just really soured me on Peter. Yes. Um, if you listen back on the podcast, back when he first originated his move, I think most of us or all of us who mm -hmm. were on that podcast at the time were like, oh, this is so exciting. Like, yeah, Peter. We didn't think Peter would be able to maneuver this game this well. We wanted to see where he was going. And then he kind of just... Like we keep talking about, he played this game, this whole holier-than-thou game, and he ruined just – I just don't like how he ended up. Um, so it sucks because I, at first I really wanted to like Peter, and unfortunately I ended up not liking him. But I will give him his props. I do think that he played a good game. Um, so he has some faults, and that's why he lost. But for the most part, I did think he played a really solid game, from, the, especially from the season that I've watched of the Traders. Yeah, I'll give Peter his props for his trap for Dan and Parv. That I mean, at that time, we were like, wow, that was a great move. Exactly. There were a lot of embarrassing. Now, probably people feel bad about their takes thirsting over Peter on the internet from that one yeah. week. I mean, there was a lot of Peter thirst there on Twitter. Lot, yeah. um, I think people are taking that thought back now. Um, but, you know, he, he had his time. He did well. But I think he just got way too... Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's overconfident or if his ego just got too big or he felt like he owned the castle. It was Peter's castle, but he just was doing a little too much. And that stuff is bound to rub people the wrong way. I think there has to be some kind of a balance between like having a little bit of humility and hearing other people and like reaching across the aisle and trying to play with other people instead of like dictating what the next move needs to be. Like it's not mm -hmm. your game. You're not the winner. You don't know who the winner is. And he's playing it like he already won. And yeah. that, no matter what, I think is going to turn some people mm -hmm. off. So goodbye, sir. Maybe he flew his own plane home. I don't really know. But, um, you the know. The last thing that I will say about Peter is that I hope that his gameplay is not like people in the future seasons don't try to repeat it. Um, it just was not fun to watch, unfortunately. So... It happened yeah. this season. It is what it is. But please, people who play this game, just don't try to replicate Peter's gameplay. Exactly. And, you know, I think a combination of Peter and Dan put the season in the spot that it's in right now, which, mm -hmm. you know, it's not the worst season. It's just it's 
fallen a little flat just because every week over week over week has been the same story. So at least Peter being out now. Um, yeah. And then obviously what happens in episode 10, I know we only have one episode left to go, but it's, it's opened up a little bit. So we could say that. Exactly. So it is what it is. Um, the last time that we have to hear him say, I'm a faithful till the end, <laughs> he lets everyone know and he leaves the house and everyone's upset. And Phaedra's just like sipping her water. Like she's pissed. Um, yeah. I don't know. Trishelle, Trishel, Sandra and Kate, I think Sheree is there too. We're all sitting in the kitchen. Um, she's like, I'm sorry. I still think it's Phaedra. There's too much evidence. It has to be two left. And then John and CT are playing pool and John is doing the Peter thing. Cause Peter was like, Oh, my last meal. It's my last time eating with you. John is saying like, you know, it's going to be my last night. This is what it is. Um, and MJ is kind of like, well, we can't predict what's going to happen tonight. And CT is like, whatever you want to try and say to justify it. And he's like getting a little salty that they voted out Peter. Yeah. Yeah. That was like, I was getting annoyed at CT this episode yeah. and that was the beginning of it for me. I'm like, bro, you weren't even in the whole little gang up until the end. And now right. you're trying to like act like you and Peter were besties. Like whatever, Peter's gone. Boohoo. Move on. Like, like you whatever. haven't voted wrong before CT. Yeah. Come on. So. I mean, I love CT, but like, let's take it down a notch a little bit here. Um, MJ says to us in the confessional, like the arguments against Phaedra were just like weak and a little ambiguous, but at this point, who else is left? And this is where I really feel very worried for Phaedra, of course, because it's like at the round table, if she got out of it alive, yeah, it's who else is it going to be at this point? Who else yeah. could it be other than Phaedra? Like it's going to, if she makes it out this week, she's not making it out the next week. Um, mm -hmm. Because really, who else could it be? Um, and I don't know. CT says he believes that two of the traders are Bravo girls and the others are just trying to get their invite to join the dark side. Um, but again, even though Phaedra's been good to him, he thinks that she's a traitor. And he doesn't want to play. He doesn't want to play with the traders. Yeah. I will say one thing. I feel like, again, maybe I'm not privy to this knowledge. <laughs> But somehow they know that there's two traitors now. As opposed I know. To, so somehow these cast members always know, like they knew there was three, they knew there was two. Now that again, they know there's two. I don't know how they're, maybe this is how the game works. And maybe they didn't mention that in the rules for us, the people to know that there was, that when there's one traitor left, they always get to recruit. Maybe that's what they're assuming. And if so, okay. But I don't know. I feel like this whole season, we've gotten multiple times, people like just knowing how many traitors there are just, out of thin air what feels like thin air to me yes so. i feel like that happens in every trader season they're like okay. well there's got to be three and i'm like how do you guys know that like obviously there's i don't know I, I don't know how they know but it does seem like they know that there's two they are kind of like well there could be three and then we're like don't say that there could be three um so maybe they don't officially know but it does seem a little too convenient because if you got two out i guess they're just assuming that someone got recruited but there's been a murder every night so i don't know um because they still murdered when kate got recruited so yeah you would think exactly. if there was another traitor brought on there would be no um no murder so mm -hmm. i don't know i don't know how they know but i think in canada canada is probably the only season actually that we didn't see them recruit when there were two and then um Mike was left by himself at the end. I mean, yeah, he Mike did recruit did. Mickey, but then he killed Mickey right oh, away. Yeah, like he banished Mickey in the same episode. Um, and he was the only one at the end. So I guess we'll see. I don't think Kate is going to recruit anybody. No, I, yeah, especially given it's the final episode. Yeah, that would be a little wild. But who knows? We'll see. Um, 
lost my place in my notes. Yeah, Phaedra is debriefing with Sandra and Sheree. And she says that she's overwhelmed. This is all speculative. And Sheree is like, well, what do you feel about CT? Like, you guys are really close. And Phaedra's like, that was the weirdest thing. Like, that came out of nowhere. And Phaedra's like, they say, like, you're you're stuck because either you defend yourself too hard and it becomes personal or you don't defend yourself enough. And there's just, you know, it's not really, you know, too much we can do um, to get the heat off, right? And Sheree tells us in a confessional, like, you know, it's really not looking good for Phaedra. She's not doing a good job of defending herself, but she doesn't, she doesn't think or doesn't want Phaedra to be a traitor. I think she has to know deep down that Phaedra's a traitor, um, but she really doesn't want to admit it, at least at that point to us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think two things from this whole convo was, um, I, I'm, I first, you know, I am a big a big Phaedra fan. I know anyone who listens to the podcast knows this, but I just do see, I, I do understand Phaedra. I feel like if I was playing this game and every week I was targeted, yeah, I do understand getting a little frustrated with it. And, and I understand, you know, I understand a little bit how Phaedra feels, you know, I feel like, especially when you're on these reality TV shows, I think we've, I feel like you've seen it in other shows when someone is just always targeted every week and every week, like it does get demoralizing. So yeah, I just want to cut a little bit of slack for Phaedra. Don't worry. Yeah. I'll give it to her at the round table. But at yeah. this moment, I did feel bad for Phaedra because I, I imagine it is very exhausting to always be targeted, even though it's just a game, you know, these things, some of these things that happen in games, I do feel like people do take personally. So I understand oh, yeah. why she's irritated. I mean, she's been fighting for her life since Dan put her name out every yeah. roundtable. And like, I don't know the exact filming schedule, but it feels like it's like every day or every other day at least. Um, mm -hmm. So that that's, it is exhausting for someone who's not a gamer, especially to have to like yeah. continuously just be like, no, it's not me. It's not me. It's not me. It's not me. Um, so I do also feel for her. I think this is where I get a little bit frustrated with Phaedra. Because again, I do feel like Dan put her in an unwinnable situation. Like there's nothing she really could have done after mm -hmm. Dan did that to get the heat off of her. But I do think she could have played a little more actively and maybe gotten some heat on someone else or maybe just recruited someone that she was comfortable throwing under the bus in hopes that she could recruit again. So she could have also fed a traitor um, to get some heat off of her. Cause then they could have been like, oh, we got all three and it wasn't Phaedra. So we're good. But she didn't really do enough in the game to get the heat off of her. Other than, like we said a million times, like g give a masterful round table. I think yeah. there's more she could have done game-wise. But okay. I do think she was in a very, very uh, difficult position after Dan. Um, yeah. Well, so they get to the murder. And I really do feel like this is the biggest mistake that they've made so far in the game or that Phaedra's made in the game. And I think they should have murdered MJ. Like MJ or Sheree, I think would have been a good murder. Again, I don't know that it would have gotten it off of Phaedra, but I do feel like now that Peter's gone and the Peter pals are taken care of, like it didn't need to be John. It could have been one of the housewives or a Bravo girl. I, I just don't. I don't know who else would it have been if not Phaedra killing John. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. You know, like you said, I, I do think that Phaedra is kind of screwed regardless, but I do think, you know, like a Hail Mary play would have been, right. listen, I'm going to lose anyways, I think. So my yeah. one shot is maybe if I kill one of the girls who are aligned with me, people will not be suspicious of me. So I agree with you. Like, would it have helped? Honestly, the way Trishel has been playing this game and John, I don't think it would have. But at least yeah. I think that would have been the smarter choice. 
Um, so I do agree with you on that. Yeah. It just felt like John, even at the round table was like, I know I'm going to die. I know I'm going to kill my, like going to be dead if I say this and and we don't get Phaedra out tonight. And then she just, they go ahead and they murder him. And it's kind of like, okay. I mean, what you're really not helping yourself in this situation and she's not even saying like what all the other traitors have said in the past when things like this have happened and they do things like this of like people are trying to frame me obviously they want you to think it's me because why would i ever do that she's not even saying that and it's like that's the bare minimum that you could say and you're not even giving us that it's like mm, i don't know some of the bravo girls i think should have at least been an option and i understand she wanted to keep the numbers on her side but like they're going to have to vote for you at a certain point anyway. Like, you're going to go one way or another. At least try it. I don't know. Yeah. I was yelling when I was watching. I was like, don't kill John. This is a bad, bad move. This is a bad move. Um, But they do. They end up killing John. Um, So we go to breakfast. Or is there anything else from the murder that we should chat about? I thought it was funny when Phaedra mimicked John in the turret. <laughs> yeah, that was so funny. She's so funny. She really is funny. Um, and I'm yeah. just so happy we got her comedy at least this season. Oh yeah, and Kate, we only get we all get only so many words in this castle, and John is way over his limit. Which I, to be fair, like we said, he was filibustering. So I I get that. <laughs> I get that feeling. Um, yeah, Kate gives Phaedra the ultimate decision, and again, I feel like Phaedra's like, "What do you think?" I'm like, Phaedra. Just like get in the driver's seat. Just get in the fucking driver's seat. Yeah. Um, but Kate's like, you know, they're all coming for you. So it's up to you. Anyway, so at breakfast, Sandra and MJ are in first. And MJ was up all night feeling upset about voting out a faithful. She really doesn't want to vote out Phaedra, but she just doesn't want to vote out another faithful either. And like basically mm -hmm. the whole conversation and all the vibes this morning are like, who else could it possibly be but Phaedra? Like at this point, it's going to have to be her. Um, but Sandra tells us, and she's talking to MJ, and she's like, I hope you know, like, I'm a faithful. I've always been a faithful. Like, I, I want to look at you in your face to tell you. And Sandra tells us in the confessional, she set out to make friends with every person here so they could trust her and want her at the end. And she's almost there. And I really just wish that Phaedra recruited Sandra. I just feel like she would have been in such a good winner spot if she were recruited as a trader. Yeah, I mean, I think Phaedra would have been in a good position. I mean, not Phaedra, sorry. Sandra would have been in a good yeah. position. But I don't know. I feel like this. they're also setting me up for a Sandra win. Um, Do you? I feel like this is giving me like a Sandra winner's edit. Um, cause, and, I, and I also want to say I also agree with the way Sandra – I think that is the best way to play the traders. Oh, yeah. You know, make friends with everyone. That's why we see someone like Peter not being so successful because he mm -hmm. did not make friends with everyone. And that's what we saw Sari do so well as a trader. Exactly. She made one. So, but yeah, I, I don't know. I actually don't think Sandra as a trader would have been good. Um, just because I think Sandra is in a good position. And I don't know. I'm really getting a Sandra winner's vibe here. Um, and I hope I'm right. But I hope you're right. Is gone for me. I might be wrong. So maybe I should not want Sandra to win. Okay, so my concern here, because I have felt like we've gotten a Sandra Winners edit up until this episode, and I feel like they're setting us up for, I don't want to get too far ahead, but just hearing her say, I'm almost there at the end, I'm almost there, I'm like, shit. What? I don't like that kind of a confessional, because then it makes me feel like, ooh, what's going to happen to make you not make it there? Because you, you're saying, so like, I did it, I did this, and I'm almost there, I'm so close. That makes me feel like 
she's maybe not going to make it. And that makes me really nervous. Mm, I guess, yeah, I guess that's another way to look at it. I don't know. I, I hope no, no shade to you, Katie, but I hope you're wrong. I hope that's it. I hope it. I'm wrong too. I hope I, I want Sandra to win. I love uh, Sandra. But no, you're right. You're right. You're right. They reality TV loves to do this. I, mm -hmm. And I've watched enough to know that. So I hope I'm yeah. wrong. I mean, who knows? You can't really read that in the show that well. Yeah, anyway. I've learned so, that the hard way. Yeah, exactly. So I hope I'm, I definitely hope I'm wrong. Um, we get a ton of like, that's a dude knock. And like, that's a girl knock from Sandra at like over the top today in this episode. So um, extra. Yes. And Phaedra comes in. She's looking gorgeous. She has her fluffy shirt yeah, on. Yeah, she looks amazing. Yes, she really did. I love this outfit on wow. her. I love that shirt. Her hair looked great. Um, wow. and Cici is like, so happy to see you. You're my favorite, uh, my favorite housewife. Can I get you anything? And I thought this was, you know, he's funny. He's buttering her up, but she's just like, you know, all's fair in love and war. He yeah. came for me. Um, but he's asking her, he's like, is there anyone, like, what do you think about Kate? And she's like, I think she's a faithful. And he's like, is there anyone you do think is a traitor? And she's like, mm, well, there's gotta be one. And it's like, Phaedra. Phaedra, you gotta say something. You have to say something here. It felt very reminiscent of like when they would ask Dan, who do you think it is? Give us a name now. And you don't. So yes. that was another moment in the episode where I was like, oh, this is not good for Phaedra. Mm -hmm. I know. This is okay, I don't even and know who she would say. Like, I know. Who do you even say at this point? Because all the heat's been on her. So it's like, who could you even say? I think Phaedra is in a situation here where she really likes everybody and doesn't, she wants to protect everybody but also wants to stay, but she's she's not willing to like throw another name out and put heat on someone else because I, I don't think she wants anybody else to go either, which I, she kind of says at the end too. Um, I think she just got in a situation where she just like is friends with everyone and doesn't want to screw anybody over. Yeah. And I mean like the, and also to her, to, to what Phaedra's saying, you know, when she's, the people who are left there, you know, the, the people who sorry the people who are left to come out were what trishelle and john and kate yes. and yes. she's not gonna want to throw kate under the bus she just mm -hmm. recruited her you know mm -hmm. that's not phaedra's gameplay you know if it were like mike on canada maybe he would have done it right at the spot but that's just not how phaedra plays the game and then to throw true suspicion on trishelle just i just think that's so i just don't see people buying it so i also yeah. feel like they just like suck you know between a rock and a hard place like Maybe she could have thrown CT or Sandra, but they're sitting right there, so she's not going to do that to right. their face. So, right. I know. I it's so true. It's true. I just I just don't know what... Yeah, she really couldn't have done much at this point, mm -hmm. unfortunately. Um, MJ says to us in a confessional that if it's Trishel or John murder tonight, it's Phaedra. Um, because Peter made a good point of saying, like, why would I murder someone from my team every single night? Um, mm -hmm. And then in comes Trishel. And then MJ's just like, shit, it's Phaedra. Like, she tells us in the confessional, like, Josh, yeah. okay, this this confirms. Um, so John is not surprised in the least bit by his macabre fate, he tells us. Um, Phaedra wasn't going to let him hang around any longer. Trishel is crying. Her whole group is gone. It's just like, this is a mess. Um, you know. I don't know. CT gives a speech in John's accent, which is nice. I thought that was kind of cute. That was um, funny. Yeah, that was funny. And CT goes, I hope I'm not, I hope I'm as functional as him when I'm his age. And Phaedra goes, how old is he? Do we know? And then MJ goes, I don't think he's that old. I just don't think people in England get Botox. I was cracking up. I wrote that, that line. Cause I was like, wait, what? 
First of all, that's not true. I've watched the Georgia Shore. These people <laughs> get yes. Botox. Also, how much they can sue, no shade. She's yeah. been something done, right? I mean, it seems like it. Yeah, and Jen in the chat says he's only 61. And I was going to say, I, want, I meant to Google his age before. Because, like, he's not a decrepit old man, CT. Yeah. He's, like, only if... To be fair, CT's like what in his forties, mid forties? Like you're not that yeah. far off from sixty, dude. Like you're, mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I was like, this is really shady from a lot of people in this in this room right now, towards poor John. Um, yeah, he's not elderly, guys. He's sixty. Oh, that was funny. Um, Alan tells us that it's the penultimate day, um, and everyone has to wear their wetsuits, and then we get a little montage of CT being the bachelor. Um, so, uh, you know, that was cute. He's the only man left mm -hmm. in the room. They're all like pulling fuzz off his face and like catering to him because he's got like fuzz from his scarf. That was pretty cute. Yeah. Good for CT. Good for CT. Um, before the mission, we get Sandra and Phaedra off playing chess together. Huge giant chess, like gigantic chess. Um, and she's like, How are you holding up? How'd you sleep? And they, you know, they're chatting. And then MJ goes to Kate and Sheree, and she's basically like, Listen, you know, we got to vote out Phaedra tonight to Sheree. And Sheree's like, Huh? And Kate drops Sandra for the first time. She's like, Well, what about Sandra? And MJ's like, you know, I haven't thought about Sandra, but like, that's a good point. And then she's like, oh, look at the two of them like scheming over there. And this is, again, where I start to worry about Sandra, because now it seems like the Bravo girls are like, maybe it is Sandra as the number two. Maybe it's Sandra and Phaedra. Um, what did you think about this conversation? So I actually thought that I wish that Kate wouldn't have said anything. I know. Not because I want Sandra to win, but because I feel like this is going to come back to bite Kate. Yeah. Um, because it generally feels that MJ really is trying to figure out who the traders are and MJ already feels a little bit sus about Kate. So mm -hmm. I feel like if MJ does end up talking to like Trishel and CT, I can see them convincing her that Kate is a traitor. You yeah. Know, I don't know. I just feel like MJ is not, unfortunately at this point, MJ is not the right person to throw a name out. Um, so I don't know. I feel like it's, I don't think this is the best move for Kate, honestly. I don't think it's the best move for Kate either. And if it is the move that Kate's going to make, I kind of wish that she brought Phaedra in on it a little bit. So Phaedra would have at least had That's something true. to say at the round table. Um, no, I don't think Phaedra would have done it. I also see Zach in the chat saying that um, Phaedra should have tried to get Kate out this episode, which I agree. I think if Phaedra was going to play a game like that, that would have been the right decision, but I don't think Phaedra would ever play. She was so mad at uh, Parv and Dan when they outed her like I really don't think that she would have ever regardless mm -hmm. of who the traitor is have outed them um I mean she did vote for Parv but she kind of had to so I don't I just don't see her doing that but I do feel like going against your allies was really the only chance that Phaedra had here whether it's Sandra or Kate and I I don't think she would have done either one of those things unfortunately um and then while, I just say, oh yeah and then I just feel like if Kate goes and Kate's a traitor then Trishel is just going to use the same theory she used for Dan. Dan threw Phaedra out, and now you threw Kate out, so you're just playing Dan's game. So, again, right. I, I guess maybe could have bought her one more week, and I don't think it would have, honestly. I don't think yeah. there's any way that Phaedra would have survived, and it would have just ruined Kate's game. Um, so I'm kind of glad that she doesn't go for it. Um, yeah, me I, too. I get, I, I, get, I get that that might be the only move she has, but, yeah. again, I just feel like Phaedra is so doomed, y'all. Yeah, she's doomed. Even if she made it to the end, she's not – 
she's not winning. Like they're going to yeah. vote her out. Like there's no way you would say like, I think everyone left standing here is a faithful. If Phaedra's mm -hmm. in that, you just have to do it just to be safe. So there's literally no chance Phaedra could have won this game. Um, once her name was out there like that, like you have to at least take the shot at the end just to make sure that she's not a mm -hmm. traitor. Cause exactly. you don't want her to take all your money. So she's doomed no matter what. Um, while this is happening, while the girls are talking, Trishel and CT go and talk. And this is where I just want to really quickly talk about Trishel's brown leather looking legging pants that are like some of the most unflattering pants I've ever seen on a person. And I don't mean to be mean. She's a very pretty person and she looks, you know, her looks are not for me, but these pants, I'm like, was there a mirror in your hotel room? I just need to know. Cause they're like, are they supposed to be baggy? Cause they're leggings. Like I'm just like, they're like baggy leggings. And I'm like, these two things don't mix. So I'm sorry. Trishel, but they were distracting me the whole time I saw them on the screen. They were distracting. Yeah, I don't know what Trishel was trying to give without you. No, and then she had like red gloves on and a red hat and like this fuzzy thing. Her outfits were like over the top, but not in a good way. Not in a good way. Um, so I just had to put that out there. Had to put it out there. Um, but they are chatting and they're like, "Yeah, we're gonna vote for Phaedra. I think we could get Sandra and MJ potentially. Can't get a read on Kate, but like Sheree is too loyal. She's probably not gonna flip." And um, Trishel is like, it's just so stupid that no one listened to me two banishments ago. And I, again, I say it almost feels better to have an enemy you know than an enemy you don't, right? So like, maybe it's good that you guys are waiting until the last minute to get rid of Phaedra because you don't know who the other traitor is. So I don't know. Either way, I think it's what it is what it is, but it just feels like I would rather have a traitor around who I kind of know is a traitor. Um, than just be operating in the dark and hoping that I'm safe. I mean, mm -hmm. I don't know why Phaedra is continuing to keep her safe and went for John instead, but whatever. Um, and then she's like, I kind of want to go call out the girls. I have one day left here. I like may as well. And CT's like, wait, I want to run and watch. What do you think about this? Cause we can get into what she says, but I'm like, what, it, what was your thought when you were watching this scene go down? Listen, I'm going to say it again, and I'm going to call Trishel a hypocrite once again. So this whole scene was absurd to me. So Trishel runs up to these girls, and she says, oh, can I join your exclusive group? Mind you, she has told all of these girls back out while she's talking to Peter Pals. And then she comes with this condescending attitude towards the girls, like, are you ready to talk logic and reason? And right. like, you were playing the same game with us. Like, if, And the, luckily, these girls are welcoming. I'm petty. I would have been like... Oh, so now you want to talk game with us now that your yeah. little boy Peter's gone. Yep. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, Trishel's just annoying as hell. <laughs> Trishel is annoying as hell. I mean, like, it's what the fact that they didn't have a door to close in her face. I mean, truly, how are you gonna come out here when you literally were closing doors in other people's faces? Mm -hmm. Um, and saying, like, sorry, you can't come in here right now. We're talking. It's like, yeah. oh, now you want to be part of it because your friends are gone, because all your boys left. Um, Jason in the chat says. Just a guess, but does Katie dislike Trishel? Uh, that's a yes. And Javier also dislikes Trishel. Yes. We are the anti-Trishel traders podcast here, which I'm sure we're not the only one. Um, I think it's, you know, just the vibe this season. <laughs> um, she is the worst. But yeah, and then she like, instead of calling them out, she's like, well, I just want to make sure because like she like just starts whining. And I'm like, this is yeah. not a call out. You're just like crying to them. And Kate is like, are you like, okay? Like what's like Kate's reaction to this was like, yeah, like, are you good? And she's like, yeah. no, I'm really not. Like, I don't know. And I was just like, oh my God, I can't, I can't take this. I can't take this. 
She really is a Karen. Yeah. She's Karen. After hearing that, that's the best way to describe uh, Trishelle. Yeah. Yeah. She is. She really is. Um, and then MJ is like, no, like you're, you're a part of a MJ's way too nice to her here. Yeah. She's like, you're a part of this group. And like, I promise you that I want to vote out the faith. It was like, there's no way I'm letting a trader take the pot at the end. Like and walk away with all of our money. Like, I promise you we're going to make the right decision. She's like, okay, well that makes me just feel so much better. And I'm like, ugh, like ugh, get out of here. Just get out of here. Yeah. Can't. I can't. Um, anything else before we get to the mission no, ct giggling was a was a vibe hiding behind the pillar cool. that was pretty funny um all right well we get to the mission and the prize pot we haven't given an update on that in quite a while is one hundred and twenty nine thousand seven hundred and fifty dollars which is a very random uh total and there's 30k up for grabs here um and these are the types of missions that aren't my favorite, but I do feel like we got some funny moments here. Uh, um, yes. Yeah, we did get some good ones, but the physical ones like aren't always my favorite. But basically they have to, there's a pile of dirt with like gold nuggets in them and each nugget is worth $150 and they have to dig it out, dig them out um, and bring them across a set of bridges that are floating in the water that are, I guess are connected by a, by a rope. Um and put the gold nuggets into a scale and then like weighed it out to equal the $30,000 or something like that. Um, so if they lose the nugget, if they fall and they lose the gold nuggets, they're gone. Um, and this mission is a mess. Like they're digging, they're fighting with each other while they're digging. And I don't really know why, why they're even fighting, but they're like, don't throw that there. Why are you doing that? And they're like all so annoyed at each other, which is kind of funny. And Alan also finds it very funny. Yeah. There was one point where like MJ's digging and like I think by mistake because I, yeah. I I generally don't think MJ was trying to sabotage. No, CT. I don't think so either. Like why would CT think MJ of all people is trying to sabotage? Him? Yeah, she mistakenly like pour some dirt in his way and he's like, oh, you don't want me to get the shield? You're trying to sabotage me. I'm like, yeah. can you be serious? I know MJ is I not trying to sabotage you. No, and I'm glad you mentioned that actually because you had mentioned it earlier. But MJ and CT were in the car with. Sandra, I think, on the way to this mission. And that's when she says, like, oh, I've never gotten the shield. I don't yeah. like go for it, whatever. So she's like thinking about the shield, but she's never like fully gone for it yet. Um, and she I don't think she's really going for it here either. Yeah, exactly. She just happens to find it. But I definitely do not think MJ of all people. CT brought out like challenge CT here and was getting yeah. a little heated. You know who he gets heated on the challenge with his partners, his specifically his female partners, when they're like either not running fast enough and they're not doing mm -hmm. whatever. This is the vibe CT was giving um when he was digging up these gold nuggets. I agree. Yeah. And poor MJ was like, I'm not, I'm not sabotaging you. Like, I don't even know what you're talking about. It was a mess. Um, Phaedra is the first one to try and go over the bridges or like the jump to, from platform to flat to platform. And she is like, I need silence. Don't cheer for me. I don't want anything. And they're like, go Phaedra, let's go. And she's like, they think this is what I want, but like, I don't, I don't want these people yelling at me. Um, I don't like the noise, which is funny. Um, but she fell, she made it a few, but then she, she, uh, she like kind of face planted into the thing. Yeah. And then like everybody keeps falling. The best one was Sandra jumping onto the thing and then like falling over and then like catching oh, yeah. balance. And I, I was like losing it. I don't know. Sandra. Um, and then she was like swimming on her back. To, uh, Sandra just looked like a mess. It was just so funny. It was so funny. Um, yeah. And then we just got like a montage of them all falling over, but then eventually CT and Trishel 
kind of beast it out. They bring out their challenge mm -hmm. skills and they are the only two really to make it across. But MJ finds the shield and then with like six seconds left or something like that, at the end she makes it and she wins the shield. Woo, shout out MJ. Go MJ. This what did you think about this mission? First of all, again, I, I didn't love this mission. I thought it was pretty inconsequential, mm -hmm. but we did get some funny moments. Um, I felt like I was watching, I don't know if you ever watched Wipeout back in the day on ABC. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I literally felt like I was watching Wipeout and that mm -hmm. really drew me back to a good time in life. So I enjoyed, I think that's why I enjoyed that part of the challenge. Um, but overall, I was like, okay, let's wrap it up. Um, yeah. And, and then, you know what, Katie, this might be crazy. Tell me. But are we getting this episode? I know I said a Sandra winner edit, but are we getting an MJ winner edit actually this episode? She's getting a lot of screen time. We're hearing a lot of her maneuvering, a lot of her like thinking about the game. She wins, she wins this um the safety here, you know. Maybe it's not Sandra now that I'm thinking about it. Maybe we're getting an MJ winner. You know, when we were talking earlier about MJ and how she kind of started off strong and then got quiet in the middle and now is back, she is having a an arc in the end. Yeah, exactly. I don't know where it's gonna go, but she is getting a pretty prominent arc now that we mm -hmm. could say like she started off strong we could point back to that at the beginning that she got quiet with the peter pals until she yeah. like stood there holding her jeans which was an iconic moment <laughs> and then it was like now she got the shield at the end we could be seeing she was the deciding vote we could definitely be seeing an mj winner at it or maybe like a combo where they split the money yeah so because i think if the faithful wins it, it i don't think there's ever only going to be one faithful i think it's going to have to be two to mm -hmm. win I think because they'll have to have enough to vote out the final trader. So yeah. there's definitely going to be a money split if it's the faithfuls, no matter what. Um, so maybe we're getting a Sandra MJ shared win. Oh my God. That'd be amazing to see Trishel get voted out. <laughs> oh my God, please. I cannot have Trishel win this game. I can't. I don't even want to speak it into existence. I don't want to live in that timeline. Let, let's no, no, let's no, no, do I, that on another timeline. Yeah, let me live in the other multiverse where Trishel yeah. <laughs> doesn't win the game because I can't. I can't do it. I can't do it. Ugh. Um, they end up making $28,350. So we're up to $158,100 total for the pot. So we'll see next week or Thursday. Yeah, next week. Um, what the final total ends up being, and if they end up making up the difference between what they could have made from the beginning, because that's what they did last season. Um, so we'll see. Um, yes. Okay. So I have a question. They get back to the castle, and they all look exactly the same as they did before they fell in the water. And I want to know how this trickery is happening. Like, how does Sheree still look? Just as beautiful as she did before she went into a wetsuit and fell in the water. Yeah, and Phaedra too. Like what? And happened? Phaedra's makeup. Like I don't understand. Like if that were me, I my hair would be huge. My makeup would be running down my face. Like how are they all looking? The only one that looks any different is Sandra because her hair is up in a ponytail. Yeah, yeah, I agree. That made. I mean, maybe there was a long gap between uh, between the challenge being filmed, but I'm assuming that it would be not. I don't know, but I agree with you. I was very confused at that too. Right. I'm like, how did they do? How did they do this? What is this trickery here? I don't understand. Um, I don't know. Sheree does say that the evidence is piling up against Phaedra, and she hopes it's not true, but she does need to talk to her. Um, and this is how you know that Phaedra's done. If Sheree is like, yeah, I think it might be Phaedra. Like, it's over. That's it. It's 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 over for her. Um, MJ is outside with Kate, and 
then CT goes and joins them. And Kate is trying to convince the faithfuls that, okay, we know it's Phaedra, right? Why don't we just keep her, which again, not a bad strategy, keep her till tomorrow or the final, uh, you know, the fire, what, what is it called? The I forget what it's called, the whatever of truth. I don't remember. Flame of truth. I have no idea. Um, but and voter out then so you know you're getting the traitor out and like take a shot at the second traitor, which she thinks is Sandra. So they're talking and she's like, oh, you know, whatever. And Sandra is inside with Trishelle and Sheree, and they're like, Kate's doing a lot of talking out there. And Sandra's like, I'm going out and I'm gonna see if they continue talking. Mm-hmm. Um and they do kind of continue talking, but Kate gives nothing. She's like, who should we go for as a second yeah. trader? Like, I think we should do this instead of going for Phaedra. And uh, Sandra's like, well, and who would that be? Because I think she, I've, I'm getting the vibe that Sandra realizes what's going on here. Which again was weird to me. Like where, why did Sandra get this inkling that Kate was targeting her? Again, I, I don't feel like that yeah. made that clear to me. Um because throughout between now and even the end of the episode, we're, they're setting up this like Sandra versus Kate. Yeah. But at first, I thought it was going to be one sided. And that's why earlier when we were talking, I was like, this is why I don't think it's a good idea for Kate to throw out Sandra. Because if Kate throws out Sandra and then they vote out Sandra this week and they find out Sandra's a faithful, then Kate's going to get heat on herself. You know what I'm saying? Right. So that's why I was like, why are they setting up this Kate versus Sandra beef? Like, where did it come from? Like, why is Sandra yeah. so like. I don't know, maybe she has a sixth sense. She's just that good at these reality shows, but it's just weird how Sandra just knows. It is weird how she knows. And I don't know, maybe, I don't know. Maybe she just saw her out there like reading her lips or something. I mean, I really don't know. Um, But Sandra, Sandra clocked it and went right out there. And she's like, let's see if they keep talking when I go out. Or maybe she just wanted to see what they were talking about and see if they were like throwing some shade on somebody that was in the house. I don't know. But she went out and Kate gave nothing. She was just like, I don't know. I just sit at the table and I just have nothing, um, wow. which I don't feel like was great for Kate. Like, mm-hmm. if you're gonna have these types of conversations, I don't know. You gotta have like some kind of excuse of like, oh, here's what I'm gonna say. Like, if they come out, I'm gonna say this or something. I don't know. Um, I also feel like CT is probably not. Well, CT obviously is also suspicious on Sandra because of what happened with Trishel. And again, we get something like what. Like, remember a few episodes ago where Sandra put all the number, the the pool, the billiard balls or whatever on the table and was doing the numbers. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, okay, we got to stick with the leftovers. And then we never heard about that again. This yeah. is exactly what I feel like is happening with CT and Trishel's glass is like, he's like Sandra and Phaedra, Sandra and Phaedra. And then we never hear anybody talk about Sandra again. And I'm like, this was literally the week before. Why are, why wouldn't Trishel say like, well, yeah, it could be Sandra. I don't know. It just seems weird. We don't see them talking about it at all. Yeah, that's true. Maybe they're saving it for next week. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Because maybe you're right. Maybe Sandra's not getting the winner at it. No, I hope I'm not right. I really don't want to be right about this. I don't want to be right. Um, I really don't want to be right. Um, what did you think, though, generally about Kate's strategy here? Or attempt at strategy here? I think it's cute that Kate's trying to say Phaedra. But I think <laughs> yeah. Kate should have been way more selfish and yeah. if you don't want to throw Phaedra under the bus, fine, but just don't say anything. I think right. her thought of let's keep Phaedra to the end was good. And she should have mm-hmm. left it at that without throwing Sandra under the bus. Because if there's any, you know, unfortunately, we did see MJ get a little suspicious of Kate last episode. And if CT gets suspicious, as well, you know what I'm saying? Like, they can easily yeah. use that to get Kate out, um, especially since Sandra is a faithful. So yeah. I feel like that could come back to bite her. So. I agree. I agree. I think Kate... I see what she's trying to do here, but I just don't know that 
she should have gone for it this hard. I don't know. I think she had to be comfortable with cutting bait with Phaedra because like maybe in her mind, she's like, I want Phaedra go to the end because she'll get voted out and I'll be safe because everybody knows that it's her. But she didn't say that. So I shouldn't assume that's what she wants to do. I think she's just like, I just like Phaedra. She's my queen. So I want to save her. I don't know. Um, Sheree, in the meantime, grabs Phaedra and they have a heart to heart. And this made me, I, this hit me in the feels because these are my two girls. I've been watching them on TV for a million years. I love them. Um, And I just felt like Sheree was being so earnest with Phaedra and was just like, I really, I need you to like, give me something here. Like, who do you think it is? Like, and she's like, I don't know. I guess it could be CT. Maybe. I don't know. And like, you could tell Sheree really wanted Phaedra to not be a traitor in this moment. Like I just felt I could feel her being like, you have to tell me something that I can, that I can buy here. And Phaedra, I think it was really, it seemed very difficult for Phaedra to, to lie to Sheree here in this moment. And this was like getting me, I was just like, this is making me sad. Yeah, I agree. The Sheree and Phaedra relationship throughout the season. And just this episode, I thought honestly, this episode for me, that's, that was the highlight. Like, yeah, I generally felt emotion between these people, you know, when I see like Trishel cry over John, who she's known for like yeah. five days over Pete or whatever, whatever the crying is over people you uh, yeah. don't know, it just doesn't feel genuine. But when I see like Sandra and Sheree sit down, it really does feel like two almost like sisters, like just trying to like, yeah. oh my God, I can't believe we're in this situation together. And then, I mean, it was also kind of funny, like the way they edited it, like when Sheree asked her, they like, we had this very awkward pause from Phaedra looking away and it's like, and then she says, no, I'm not. And it was just, I kind of chuckled a little bit at that. Just the, it made it really funny to see like, it's obvious that Phaedra is a traitor. And like, I mean, maybe they're trying to make it seem like Sheree at this point didn't know, but I just don't see a world where Sheree did not know at that point. Cause come on, you can obviously tell Phaedra's lying. I know poor Phaedra has been getting the dodo edit this. I mean, Sheree, poor Sheree yeah. has been getting the dodo edit this whole time, but she's not that much of a dodo. Like I just do feel like at this point it's like, okay, are you a traitor? And Phaedra's like, you said what? And she's yeah. like, are you a traitor? <laughs> I'm asking you, are you a traitor? And the, you're right. The pause, it's like, it almost seemed like Phaedra wanted to just be done in that moment and just say like, yeah, yeah I'm a traitor. Like, vote me. Obviously, she can't. That's against the rules of the game. She can't just say, she can't tell anybody that she's a traitor. But she just said like, no, I'm not. And it, I didn't buy it. I mean, obviously, I know that she's a, fa- a, a traitor, but it just felt like, I don't think Sheree was really buying what Phaedra was selling here either. And I don't even think Phaedra was trying to sell it yeah, that hard. Exactly. Yeah. 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 But I really like, I agree with you. This, the, the Sheree Phaedra arc in this episode was the highlight of the episode. Otherwise, this episode was like a little flat to me. But yeah. this, this especially as such a huge Housewives fan, like I love these. And these are two, granted, Phaedra has made a lot of mistakes in her time mm-hmm. on Housewives. But prior to that, she was one of my favorites. Sheree is right up there with my favorites. And it's just like, I don't know. I just love these two. So I'm, it, it hit me. It hit me. Um, anything else before we head to the round table? No, let's get into it. Mm. This is a rough round table. To get into, but it's a rough one. Uh, yeah, this is. Um, I don't even really. I don't think we even need to go into like the specifics here of this round table, but like, basically, Phaedra just throws in the towel here at this round table, which is just. I understand where she's coming from. There's you could fight and you could be exhausted and you could fight every single day. She's been fighting since Dan's round table where he got voted out, which is what, like four or five prior to. 
So she's over it. And I think she probably realizes there's nothing she can do to save herself. I think she's this probably not cut out for this. And she was leaning on the Parvs and the Dans and it just didn't work out for her, unfortunately. And I do think, as we've said multiple times, like Dan put her in an unwinnable situation. So why fight it? But it would have been nice to see her try a little bit. At least a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm, again, I guess the only thing I really have to say about this roundtable is that um, we spoke a little earlier. Like, I, I understand why Phaedra's so frustrated, and, and I understand it's hard, this game. Um, but it does suck to see your, like, my favorite person on the cast just give up. I know. Um, I also, you know, not to, like, try to say that Phaedra, I understand, like, I, I understand why Phaedra gave up, etc. I do also think the whole charade situation was also weighing on her, because we also see, like, on the yeah. round table, they have, like, a really sweet moment. Yeah. And I, I feel like the, the charade thing was, like, the last nail in the coffin, you know, where it was like, all right, this game is just, it's just not, I'm just not cut out for it. Yeah. And it's okay. Like, it's fine. Phaedra's not cut out for this game. Like, she was super entertaining. She did the best that she could, but she is unfortunately not cut out for this game. And I'm, it's not going to change my opinion on Phaedra. I still loved her on the show. She was my favorite cast member this season. I thought she had so many amazing moments. But yeah, I, I was very disappointed in seeing her just lie there and be like, all right, guys, whatever. I'm over it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's rough. I think as soon as Trishel started out with like other kind of like, you know, BS evidence of just like the well, reason she gave again, what I didn't even understand I, it. Like, I, I wanted to go I, back to hear it, but I was like, I didn't even understand what she was trying to say. The first time I watched it, I was like, I literally don't know what this lady is saying. And then when I rewatched it today to take notes, um, I was like, oh, okay, now I see, I guess what she's saying. But she basically was like, every time a faithful has been voted out, they have said, you're going to regret this. When I get up there and I turn around and I say, I'm a faithful, you're going to regret this. And the only people who haven't said that are the people who got voted out. that were traitors and you haven't said that. So that means you're a traitor, which is like pretty, it's that's some mental gymnastics that are going on right there. But mm -hmm. that's why Phaedra, even at that point, like she was just like, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Like, I don't even know what you're talking about. Like, I don't even, it, she had like no oomph in her voice. She was just like, I don't even know that argument doesn't even make any sense. And mm -hmm. when she said that, I was like, Mm, okay she's not even she's not gonna try here mm -hmm. i don't think and then mj jumps in and she says you know you've been through so much in life and i think your nature and your disposition make you such a badass that i could see you doing great at this sandra says it's hard for her to say anything because they set out to play the game but you can't help but build relationships and if you end up being a traitor it's going to kill me but the signs are there and i think we just need to see if it's if we're right and i really don't think there's literally anything Phaedra could have said at this round table that would have gotten them off of her. But then when Sheree pipes up and says like, I don't want to believe you're a traitor. Um, but please, if you have anything, anything else to give us or anything else to say. And that's when she's just like, I'm just exhausted. Like I'm tired. I'm exhausted. And I think that's how they were like, okay, yeah. all right. It is what it is. Kate though is annoyed by this. And she's like angrily writing on her thing when it gets time to vote. <laughs> so and like, loud. So loud. And this moment, and this is what I want to spend time on on this roundtable, not so much the Phaedra part of it. Because like we said, I do think Phaedra was a good faithful. I think if the Dan thing didn't happen and she wasn't playing from, you know, a defensive position the whole time after that, we could have seen her have a little bit of a different game. Yeah. But I think the murders were not great on her behalf, but the murders were not great on any of their behalves. I think it was just a trend that started already when Dan was kind of running the show. And then they just like fell into this kind of unfortunate position with Peter's people that like they had to vote out 
or had to murder Peter's crew. Otherwise, like the numbers wouldn't be there. It's just like the way that the chips fell the season with the murders. I, I think that didn't do great. I just think the one thing Phaedra, Phaedra could have done better is play outside of the round table. Like I didn't really get a lot of like her strategy outside of the round table. So I do um, think she she did better than expected. Let's give her that. She and CT tells her you were the best, you were the best trader out of all three of them. And she was, it's the truth. She was. Yeah, I agree. But Kate goes off when she votes for Phaedra. And I am confused here. Um, she says, there's not a person at this table besides you who I could even stomach voting for. In this game, you're more selfish than skillful, and it's not fun to play games with people who play that way. And Phaedra's like, selfish? And she goes, more than skillful. And I was like, what happened here? What happened here? Yeah, I think, you know, we saw Kate play, you know Kate better than me, but I saw Kate play the first traders, And I think, like you said, Kate was just so frustrated she just could not contain like i don't think i don't think kate knows how to contain herself like if she's annoyed she's going to show it and she tried to show it in a way that wouldn't make her suspicious as a traitor so she was like let me be petty because this because she was annoyed at phaedra for basically giving up and that's why she said what she said and i mean i laughed especially when she like more when she said the whole more than skillful like she put the emphasis on that like yeah. i was like damn this is super shady right here um yeah. I mean, do i think she should have done that no but I, do I also think that's a reason for her to be targeted? No, I think this, I just think it's, an, for me, if I was playing the game, it would just be like another Kate thing. Like I, I wouldn't think anything of it personally, but what do you, how do you feel? I think this was a horrible decision for Kate. Yeah. I think Kate, why all of a sudden where you were cool with Phaedra, now you're going in on Phaedra, especially to the people who like mj and ct and all these people who you were like okay let's just keep fader to the end like we know whatever mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden you flip and you're like actually you're more selfish than skillful and i couldn't stomach voting for anyone else when earlier in the day you told a bunch of people let's vote for sandra let's just try taking a shot at sandra it's like you you flipped a little bit and then like for the people that you didn't say that to they're gonna be like selfish how like how is she being selfish? Like, what do you mean mm -hmm. by that? What I don't understand. I, and I, I mean, you could see Sandra at the end of the episode was like, I have some questions about like why you said that to yeah. me, that means like you're pissed because she didn't do anything to help the traders and you're a trader. And now you think that she played selfishly. I would be like, what do you mean? Like, I don't understand. It just seemed like a weird flip out of nowhere. I think it made Kate look super suspicious. I, I, I can understand that I, again, I, I really just, to me, it just felt like something Kate would do, if that makes sense. Because um, because if, if we're talking about the way Kate was playing this game since she entered, she was kind of really vocal all the time. And she was always yeah. saying things and, like, making smart smart remarks. And then when she became a traitor, I think actually in episode nine, when she became a traitor, we saw, that's why MJ clocked, like, why you're acting so different. And we saw, like, yeah. Kate become more quiet. And then now she, the fact that she just said this to me was, like, more Kate-esque. But I do see what you're saying. I do think, do I think she should have done that? No, but I just don't feel that I would have picked up on it. Yeah, I think that's totally fair. I think it also like, I don't, it didn't really fit the vibe of like, everybody was obviously, they True. loved Phaedra. Somber, they were kind yeah. of sad to vote her out. Even CT was like, you came here to be the opposite of who you are in real life. And you've been the best trader yet. And everyone's like mm -hmm. hyping her and they're sad. And they're like, I'm so sad to lose you, but like, I have to go for that's it. And then it's like, you're selfish and you have no skill. And it's like, whoa whoa where are you coming yeah. from this is wild um 
but I, I mean, yes, I think Kate could, if anybody can get away with doing that, I do think it's Kate because just her general attitude, but I, I think it made her look suspicious. Yeah, that's um, just cause she was close with, she seemed close with Phaedra in the house mm-hmm. and the other Bravo girls. So it's almost like, whoa, well, what'd she do to you? Yeah. To make you come like, come so hot. Um, even sure. Uh, Phaedra tells us in the confessional, she's like, oh, she can be a little personal. She's like, but I'm not yeah. mad. You know, she like did what she had to do. Um, but yeah, that was a little, I don't know. I thought it was interesting. Um, an interesting decision. Yeah. I, I definitely think it was unnecessary. Let's say that. Yes. That's yes. my final take. It was unnecessary. Yes. I think it was unnecessary as well. Um, everybody voted for Phaedra here. Except Phaedra voted for, she, she's all for girl power. She voted for CT, which if she was selfish, she would have also done what Dan did and been like, Kate, I'm going to vote for Kate. Yeah. But she didn't, um, which I'm glad she didn't do. Cause that would have been just Me like, a, what the hell? Um, and she says that she is the most fabulous, faithful traitor. And everyone's like, faithful traitor? What? <laughs> Everybody was kind of surprised to see that, but I thought that was that was funny. Um, then no one's celebrating here. They're all just kind of like, mm. yeah. they seem a little sad. She was the and, life of the party, it seemed yeah, like. I was like, and I was gonna say, so was the so was the audience. I was sad. I think everyone was sad. Yep. Well, we only have one episode on one Phaedra less. Phaedra less episode. Yeah, if we're um, gonna lose Phaedra yeah. anytime. I guess I only have to deal with her gone for one episode, so that's okay. I know it's true. It's true. Um, I'm sad. I really felt like from the beginning, she had the best shot. I didn't think, and Dan and Parv obviously thought so too, because they're like, mm-hmm. no one's ever gonna vote her. She's a good social game. It's just unfortunate and the way that things worked out. Um, thanks, Dan. Um. You mentioned multiverse earlier. I wish I could be in the multiverse where Dan didn't do that and Phaedra could be traitors. I wish I was in the multiverse where Dan wasn't a traitor. Like, I actually would have been interested to see Dan play as a faithful, maybe more so than a traitor, because maybe he would have been better at that. But he was a really bad traitor. And I, I'm sorry. I, I know I don't want, I said earlier, I don't want to add to the discourse, but like, it just really feels like that was the turning point of this game. And I can't help but feel as every episode went on that like Dan really kind of ruined it for all of us. Yeah. So maybe and it would have been why, better as a faithful. Yeah. And it's why Phaedra's still a little salty at him, it seems, because he really yes. did ruin her game. Yeah. I mean, she said in a in an exit interview with I think Vulture, um, that she had no hard feelings towards anybody in the game other than Dan. And she said, like, specifically he said he would play by the rules of the game. He agreed to play by the rules of the game. And then he went against the rules essentially and put through her name out there when there was no suspicion on her. And like, basically it wasn't fair. Um, so she, agree- I think she agrees with what all of us are saying. Like it felt like he, he followed the rules technically, but it did feel like he mm-hmm. kind of skirted around them a little bit to really just like screw her over for no reason. But we'll see what happens at the reunion. I'm honestly more excited for the reunion Me too, in the finale. For the finale. I'm like, okay, let's wrap it up. Me too. I'm surprised nothing's leaked because usually with Bravo reunions, at least um, like the talking points are like the bullet points of what's discussed leak out. And I know they filmed this weekend. Um, So uh, I guess we'll see what happens, but I'm excited for that. Um, After the vote out, they're all kind of celebrating and they're like, okay, there's gotta be one more left. Like that one felt good. You know, like let's, we got someone out and Sandra 
goes to find Kate and it was like, I just want to ask you about this selfish thing. Um, and Sandra tells us in the confessional, she's like, that made me a little uncomfortable. I don't really know like that. I, that raised a big alarm bell for me. Like I think Kate could be a traitor. Um, and she asks Kate like why she said that. And she's like, well, I just started to hear from you all and all the murder she's done. And once I realized her pattern, I was like, this is gross. And I was like, what's gross? Uh -huh, I don't know. But Phaedra, I mean, MJ kind of comes in and is like, Phaedra was here for Phaedra, not for the team. And I'm like, well, yeah, every traitor is here for the traitor and not the team. That's the whole point. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, like they're setting us up for a finale with Sandra versus Kate. Yep. Um, again, I'm sorry. I really feel like that came out of nowhere. Yep. Um, I agree. Shout out to Sandra, I guess, for being so perceptive. I mean, my thought is my final thought is honestly if we can get a Sandra, honestly i would love a sandra mj win that would make me probably the happiest i can't believe i'm rooting for mj now but i don't know something about mj this episode just made me like her and and i feel like mj has i don't know i just for some reason i'm team mj and i've always liked sandra but for some reason i am now team mj as well and i would love to see that ending which means we're gonna get a trishel and ct win stop <laughs> javier stop we can't. Don't put it in the universe. We live in the bad multiverse. You're right. We are going to get a CT and Trishelle because we live in the bad multiverse. And not yeah, the I'm telling uh, you. I can't. Trishelle's got to go. Please. Hopefully Kate kills Trishelle tonight. Honestly, well, that's what I was going to ask. Like, who do you think she's going to murder? She's going to coach Trishelle. Do you think? Yeah. I she wants to be Sandra CT. around. Oh, CT? Well, CT, she brought in on the Sandra plan. So maybe I could see her, you know, let's just, let's just hope and pray that she's going to murder Trishel. Yeah. Let's just hope and pray. I will agree with, I think it has to be CT or Trishel. Obviously don't see MJ so and it's, we're, they're setting up a Sandra versus Kate. So I don't think it's Sandra. So I think it's going to be one of those two and I'm going to lean on Trishel. Oh, let's put it out there. Let's put it in the ether. I really, it's got to be Trishel. It's got to, please, it's got to be Trishel. Um, nothing would make me happier if Trishel made it this far just to lose the night before. Oh my God. Finale. I oh can't my wait God. to hear Trishel's rant on the reunion. <sighs> I came so close. I played such an amazing game. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Well, I was inches away from the shield and MJ yeah. took it from me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She doesn't have the shield. So, all right. Oh, yeah. It can't be MJ. Because MJ, oh, yeah, MJ has a shield. Yeah, that also, yeah, oh, can't be. Okay. All right. It's got to be. And I don't think she would want to murder. I'm talking myself into it not being CT because I'm not trying to murder CT before the final mission. Who, because he's the only one that could win us money. So fingers crossed. Because well, I, I don't think it's going to be the the girls, the Bravo girls. Maybe Kate is also team um, girl power like Phaedra. So she's like, whatever, let's get CT. I know. I, that's I'm going to lose. I'd rather lose to a woman. I know. Well, we'll see, we'll I guess. See. We'll see. Um, I agree with you. I feel like this Kate versus Sandra thing came out of nowhere. And this is also why I get nervous um, that uh, Sandra's not going to win. Only because Kate already put her name out there to everybody. But I think if anybody can get out of something, it's Sandra. She's so good at these games. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, I never thought I would say I'm not rooting for Kate, but I'm not. I'm really rooting for Sandra over Kate. Like, I yeah. I feel like Sandra played such a good game and is just so masterful at social strategy that if she doesn't win, she's robbed. Yeah. I, I also want to say, I think even if Kate somehow outmaneuvers Sandra, I don't think Kate wins because they're going to yeah. learn Sandra's a faithful. 
and then they're gonna be like, "Hey, why were you going so gung ho for her?" Yeah. And I do, and I generally do think that MJ still has some suspicion, and that's why another reason why I think that we're getting the MJ winner edit. I just think she's gonna be the one who'll be like, "Hey, blah blah blah." You know, that's what I'm. That's what I'm hoping for. Like, yes. So even if Sandra goes, I don't think Kate wins. Unfortunately. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't really see a Kate. I think no matter what, the faithfuls are winning. I just want it yes. to be our faithfuls exactly. and not the yep. Trishel faithfuls. <laughs> as long as it's, it's the faithfuls, it. I'm good. I just, it can't be Trishel. That's kind of how I'm feeling yeah. right now. Even if it's CT, I'm fine with that. Um, especially because I'll win the draft if if CT <laughs> takes it. But I really, it can't well, be I'm Trishel, long just, gone from the draft. The long I gone. Know, I know. Um, and I think Isaiah's out too, right? He had John. He did have John, yeah. Yeah, so I think Mark and I are the last two. Oh, no, and, Jan and Janelle. Me, Mark, and Janelle are, are still. I think I'll have – someone has to have two. I have CT and Sheree. Mm. Yeah, CT oh, and Sheree. I forgot about Sheree. Sheree could still win the trade or something. Sheree could win. Sheree Honestly, could Sheree win. Sheree will win. I don't see a world where Sheree loses. Who's voting on Sheree? Sheree. Who's murdering Kate Sheree? Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, unless Kate wins. That's the only way that I think Sheree doesn't get a little bit of money. Listen, my girl needs it. She's got to play for her she by she in, and maybe she'll add a new wing to Chateau Sheree, you know? Yeah, we need we need a, we need a Sheree happy ending here after she just had a vote at her girl, Phaedra. <sighs> well, any final thoughts or any questions in the chat that you guys want us to... Um, to address before we go i think i saw jen ask too um when is the reunion dropping i think it's the week after the finale maybe like the 12th or something i think i don't know what the 12th is but i think it's whatever that week is um the 14th would be the 14th the, okay the so maybe it's the 14th finale and then the 14th yeah i think it I think it's supposed to be around the time of the finale like the week after maybe um but they just filmed it this weekend I believe. So it should be soon. And I think we'll get a lot of, did you see Peter and Ek and Sue are in a yeah, relationship? Yeah, they're like dating. I was like, oh. I'm sick. Not Ek and Sue. Not oh, Ek and Sue. Lord, not Ek and Sue. Not Ek and Sue. I just don't understand the appeal. Also, if you watch The Bachelor, Peter's season, um, Peter's mom was like a very big part of the season. She was like very vocal about his choices and was like very, she was totally, totally, totally wild. Really? And she leaked that Ek and Sue is with Peter because she posted a picture with Ek and Sue on her Instagram. And I'm like, of course, Barb, freaking Barb is up to her old tricks again and is getting involved in Peter's love life. It's just really wild. It's really wild. They so are I'm sure from love shows. That. So I guess it makes sense. That That's true. They are from love shows. What about Bergy? What about Berg? What is Bergalicious? Bergalicious. Yeah, Bergalicious. In love. <laughs> My sweet Bergalicious. Lord, not I can sue. Uh, Peter's also kind of trash if you follow him from the Bachelor world. So, like, I can sue. You got to run. Run the other way. Um, anything else that we should chat about? Phaedra, you ate. Mm -hmm. Except that final round table, I'm gonna act like it didn't yeah. happen. MJ and Sandra somehow win. That's yeah. those are my last thoughts. All right. I'm 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 co-signing that. I'm co-signing <laughs> that. I'm here for it. Um, all right. Well, we will be back next week to talk finale. And then after that, we'll have one more episode about the reunion. We're coming to a close. Feels like it's been a long season. I hope 
next year they figure out or next season, whenever it airs, they figure out um, the release schedule because this once a week is not it. Mm-hmm. It's just not it. It's not no, it. not at all. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, Javier, where can everyone find you in the meantime before we're back next week? So everyone can find me at underscore the Starboy on Twitter. I share more thoughts on all my favorite shows. You can catch me on silent podcast on love is blurry. We're on a hiatus this week because life, but we will hopefully be back next week covering the next few episodes before the last drop. Um, it's been an interesting season actually. Um, so come here thoughts, me and Isaiah, and we have a guest Rowan, um, who's been a great addition to the podcast as well. So listen to us there on love is blurry. The season has been wild. Yeah. And everything that's going on on social media outside of the season yes. is even more wild. Wilder, so yeah. I can't wait to listen to you guys talk about it because it's been a time. It's been a time. Um, you can find me on Twitter at RealSimKatie. You can follow me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash RealSimKatie with an underscore at the end. Um, I haven't been streaming a lot, but I have a plan um, to come back mid-March uh, more consistently. So fo- give, me, give me a follow there if you want to stay up to date with what is going on. And we also just uh, started Bounce Checks for Big Brother Canada Season 12. We recorded and streamed last night our, uh, our draft for the cast. So we know there's no feeds we know you know it's digital dailies again we know it's going to be kind of a mess but we're here (laughs) to get you through it we're going to stick with it i have to pep talk myself we're in it's all good it's going to be fun i think no matter what we're going to have a fun time covering it the bounce checks crew is always we always have a great time so check us out we'll be live every friday and we'll be doing exit press again this season which is really exciting um, and you can stay up to date with everything that we're doing on Twitter at silent underscore podcasts. And then just make sure you like and subscribe and rate and review and all that good stuff on YouTube and anywhere you listen to your podcasts. And we will be back next week with our finale of The Traders. Bye, everybody. Bye, everyone. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. 
LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply.